Hello everyone, uh, welcome to Runax Radio episode 14. Uh, my name is Gabriel, and I am joined by my lovely co-host... Jimmy. <laughs> I am Jimmy. Ah, yes. effortless. Yes. We are smooth professionals. Yes. Uh, we are a podcast out of Brisbane, uh, and we focus mainly on eight. well... Almost exclusively on Age of Sigma. Yeah, yeah, we could talk a bit about 40k, but yeah, yeah, I've been listening to 40k podcasts in America, and those yeah. guys are jerks about Age of Sigma players. So well, they are. I've got I've got zero time for 40k players, except I want to play 40k. So maybe I'm 40k curious. I'm, I'm 40k curious. Yeah, so... I think the biggest thing for me is hearing 40k players complain about how unbalanced the double turn is, but then they have like 96% win rate armies in 40k. have you heard, completely off topic, and this isn't even on the notes. It's not even on the notes. Uh, (laughs) The Horus Heresy stuff was leaked a little bit today. Was it? And they reckon it's going to be like 7th edition 40k, but just with Marines. And I loved 7th edition 40k. So they reckon it's similar rules to that. And they have some interactions similar to Age Sigma where you react to things in shooting and combat and stuff like that. I've heard about the reactions. Yeah, so 7th edition 40k, they reckon that's what Horus Heresy is going to be like. And I've already started saving for that (laughs) starter box. I was about to say, are you trying to tell me that you're buying a plastic Spartan day one? I'm definitely getting that whole kit because that... Yeah. is basically the army that you need. And I've got my Contemptor from when Horus Heresy came out before, so I've got that yeah. sitting there ready to go. I've got some Legionnaires ready to go there as well. So Well, there's there's rumours that, and this is purely speculation of mm. what I've been told from the Heresy crowd in, uh, in Brisbane, mm. is that because the new Marine box just has bolt guns, mm. right? Mm. There's a rumour that everything is being like vanilla kits. Mm-hmm. So all your vehicles, you'll have one Rhino kit, and then you'll have one marine kit, a terminator kit, so on and so on, and then everything else is just you buy individual upgrade sprues. Okay. So if you're so a heavy like support squad, you buy yeah, yeah, you buy yeah. a box of rocket launchers, okay. blah blah blah. Yep. I don't know if that's true. It'd be yep. cool if it is. I'm interested to see what they do with it. The plastic Spartan looks awesome. It does, yeah. Uh, everything it all looks great. So Yeah. Anyway, that's, anyway. <laughs> that's not Age Sigma. Right and on topic. as you were saying, we are predominantly talking about Age Sigma. So... We are predominantly, yes. Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah. It's been a while since we've recorded. Lots has happened. Yeah, actually, like, yeah. an absolute happened. shitload yeah. of stuff has happened in the last, like, what, six weeks, I think? Yeah. Yep. Since we last recorded. Uh, there's been a ton of tournaments, a ton of releases. Uh, there's been a ton of leaks. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> For yep. better or worse. Yep. Um, but... Uh, but let's start with some important news. Yes. Uh, you're kicking off your... Or well, you're ending your long weekend on a high after mm. the Brisbane Lions... Oh, yeah. Got a Just got a massive win. Good win. Great win. Um, love it because getting a win against Sydney, they were in fourth place, us in third. We really needed that win. Um, tight game. Did you see the first quarter at all? I missed It the... was nine all at the end of the first quarter. Really? Yeah. It was, oh, I think it was nine all towards, and then it ended up being about like 18 or 21 all at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, okay. Uh, we were like, it was a proper arm wrestle sort of really? tight game. Then second quarter, we got ahead 35 points. Then really annoyingly, Buddy Franklin scored four goals in two minutes. Motherfucker. Uh, in the third quarter. In two minutes. Yeah, it was oh. pretty wild. 
uh, third quarter. So um, they closed the gap. I think they didn't take the lead, but they got real close. Yeah. And then fourth quarter, we just kind of decimated. So it's good because we're kind of playing like Geelong from like five years ago. Like Geelong in the fourth mm. quarter was always, you could never beat them. And yeah. they were a real painful team to play. And I fucking hate Geelong still. So yeah, that's fair. So glad you brought up AFL because yeah. now I'm real triggered. So, <laughs> so but, for everyone, everyone who lives overseas, we're talking about Aussie rules football. Yes. The greatest sport in the world. It, oh, easily, yeah. It's, uh, um, for those uh, from Ireland, maybe, if you, I don't know if we've got Irish listeners or not, but we do have uh, some. Similar to Gaelic football, we actually stole it. Very similar yes. to what Australians do. We, <laughs> we steal a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, hybrid of Gaelic football and our own sort of spin on it. So, yeah, uh, yeah great game. Um, cool. More importantly, I think <laughs> the most important win for me on the weekend was my oh, my Sheffield Wednesday yes. team getting through. So they needed a win on the weekend to kind of solidify playoffs because in English tiered football, so below Premier League, yep. uh, the two leagues, or there's three or four leagues below, um, we're in the second, third tier. So it's okay. uh, Premier League then Championship, then League One. Yep. So we're in League One because last year our team got pinged for loaning out um, the ground. So, But regularly teams do that and it became like this big thing in English football that you couldn't hire out the ground because it was against the law, blah, blah, blah. Oh. So we got docked, I think... Uh, 16 points from our score before the game before the season even started so we actually were in championship last year went down um, as a result of that and now we're in the playoffs to go back into the championship oh, um, so we got a 4-1 win in the last game of the season so now we're going into playoffs so we're kind of riding a high um, for those that follow me on Twitter I put up a post today of the, I did see that the um, it was a packed out crowd so there was 32,000 um Wednesday nights who just and the great thing is the video is just all the, the sound recording it's just shows the goals being scored but yeah. there's no commentating it's just the crowd you can yeah, hear in the background excellent. and as I said in this uh, living in COVID world we're kind of it's great great to see big crowds again because I went to the Lions a couple of weeks ago um, when they played Collingwood yeah and that was a sold out crowd as well so we had 33,000 yeah, people there yeah that was there. a huge game um, awesome atmosphere just crazy cool blew them away yeah we always we good up, Always good to see well, Collingwood the eat The problem shit. was we only beat them by seven points in the end. Yeah, it was, a win. Yeah, wins a win. But it was um, real tense because it was a real tight game as well. And, yeah. Because and, um, we thought it was just going to be a whitewash and it came real close. And then I thought I got COVID because went back to school the following week. So I finally <laughs> went back to full-time work, which was awesome. Um, lasted one day at work. Oh, got good. sick. Yeah, got sick. So then started taking my COVID tests. Uh, all came back negative, but basically I had COVID without getting the positive. It was awesome. So oh, I had right. full on cough for two weeks. Like oh. it was yeah, pleasant. So anyway, it was yeah. good times. Good fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, in other sports news, yes. uh, West Coast <laughs> almost came within a hundred points of Richmond, which mm. is exciting. Uh, and we've solidified our place at the bottom of the ladder. Look, and for listeners out there, um, Gabe's team is shit. And they are we've, fucking terrible. It's weird, though. They've kind of had this massive decline. They were I've in got, the finals I've last got, year. Yeah, I've was... got my opinions on that, but that's probably best saved for another day. Okay, all right. But um, I feel very strongly about the West Coast Eagles. Yeah, though. yeah. Well, we um, ended up... We added you to our group chat, the Lions group chat, last <laughs> yeah. night. So you could ride the highs and lows with us because... Uh, with Wes Graham in the the group and Tim McDivitt, those two are 
loose cannons. They get real <laughs> upset during the game, and I kind of have to keep reminding him that we always come good. It's um, great. But yeah, good to see some wins for the sports yeah, teams. And, definitely. Yeah, feeling good. So. And for all our American listeners, uh, Baltimore just aced the draft. For the NFL. Well, when you come last, don't you get the, cho- the choices? No, 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 Isn't that, no. Don't you get the top picks? Isn't that the no. idea? No, that's the thing. We're not bad enough that we get good picks, right. but we're not good enough that we make the playoffs. Okay. okay. And if we do make the playoffs, we choke round one. It's okay. glorious. I just wanted to check because I follow NFL, but I don't <laughs> yeah. follow it as religiously as you and Gary. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, the basketball playoffs as well as they're happening at the moment as well, NBA playoffs. So yeah, I heard. It's been really good. So Golden State, I think, won their first game. Um, Nets are out now, so Brooklyn yeah. Nets are done. Um, Ooh, are the Grizzlies still in? I, I'm not sure. It's okay. East Conference, West Conference. Okay. I, I'm, I'm following it. I just kind of tap in and out when I can because yeah. they're great games to watch. Basket- Basketball is one of those sports I'd love to love. I just oh, it's can't great. Get... NBA's great. I think you, I need to just pick a team it. and start following yeah. them yeah. and just force myself to get into it. Yeah, just just follow where LeBron goes. That's what everyone else does. So. Didn't... Well... Didn't, wasn't LeBron part of the Nets and they just ate no, shit? No, no, no. He's part of the Lakers at the moment. The oh, Lakers, didn't they each? Oh, they missed Lakers out completely. Lakers terrible. Yeah, they didn't yeah, awesome. make it through. Let's go they, for them. Yeah, so LeBron <laughs> went to the team and then basically they bought like Joshua Anthony. or Not Joshua Anthony, he's a boxer. Um, Anthony Joshua? <laughs> no, he's the boxer. Anyway, they bought some big big names, thought yeah. that they were going to just basically dominate, dominate everyone and spoke about at the start of the year they're just going to absolutely crush everyone and yeah, they true. failed miserably so Ooh. yeah but um, I don't want to talk about sport that yeah. I don't really I follow say. massively because there'll be people who do follow NBA or who just NFL who are screaming, just screaming. At yeah yep. right now just kind of that's you know, fair I love those Brisbane Bullets they're my favourite yeah, NBA Brisbane team. Bullets yep. yeah baby yeah um, alright um, what is our well, it's not a beer today. No. In no. honor of our uh, Canadian listeners, is it actually made in Canada? Canada. Oh fuck! Dayton's gonna kill me. Um... <laughs> Canada. Oh, uh, no. Look. Sorry. Is it not? Canadian club, I believe, is made in Canada, but okay. this drink is made in Australia because okay. it's a premix. Oh, right. Uh, we so are drinking Canadian Club. It does say important ingredients. Um, northern New South Wales. Oh, fuck. That's upsetting. Imported from Northern to, New South yeah, Wales. I don't want anything from New South Wales apart from... Oh. All you get is AIDS from New South oh, Wales. Or, you know, it's, oh. better, it's better than you know Bendigo. You don't want to go down that way and end up... Oh, that went straight up my nose. Yeah, good. See, oh, there you go. Geez. Got you right at the right time. Right Got time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so in honour of... We had a, a spike in uh, Canadian listeners to hey, our last yeah. episode. Hey, thanks, Canada. Maybe so, it's something to do with Anzac Day and all that sort of stuff. Brings back some, you know, memories of yeah. Canada and Australia. Just, you know, we were always the guys that, unfortunately, in World War One they always put ca- Canadians and Australians together because we were yeah. like the shock troops. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, those history fans out there from Canada, hopefully... Uh, get our link together because I always talk about Canadian troops whenever I teach the kids at school about World War One and Two because yeah. I feel sorry for the Commonwealth troops. They were just the oh the, the shit kickers f- that, you know, yeah. went front line and like, oh, we haven't been able to get that spot, you know, that particular, you know, line of trenches in the last four years. So sending the Canadians and Australians to get it in four hours. And yeah, they right. usually did. So it was uh, good times. <laughs> There's actually stories of German soldiers uh, they, they after the war ended, they would speak about how if they were lined up in the trenches and they mm. saw the Canadian helmets and Australian helmets across from them, they'd actually move 
their oh, trenches. Really? Yeah, because they didn't want to fight against them. Because really? yeah, they were too much of a shock troop. So they went, look, we don't want it. They can have this particular spot, and we'll reinforce oh, true. other areas. Yeah, there you go. it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Shit. So go hey, Can- Canada, you guys rock. Go Canada. I mean, we're we're like one of the hottest places in the world, and you guys are one of the coldest places in the <laughs> yeah. world. So did you listen to Party at the All Points last episode where it was? Um, Bud and his wife just I driving to... in a snowstorm, and it was <laughs> horrifying. I, I listened was, to every episode. I, and I was that on was, edge the it's whole time. Stressful to listen. Yeah, to. yeah. They're, they're talking about like roads being flooded, and oh yeah, people are you know driving with their hazard lights on because that's the only thing they could see. I was like, what, what is, is going on? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, hey, all credit to them for recording an episode that yeah, whole time. Good on them. Yeah, good on them. Wild, wild. But hey, Canadian listeners. I'm drinking Canadian Club. Hopefully that doesn't offend you. Like, you know, when oh, British like people when, always talk about Fosters. Yeah, they're I've like, we're drinking Fosters. Fosters. Yeah, Shout yeah. out, Australia. Yeah, never had a Fosters. No before, Australians so. drink Fosters. Yeah, so fingers crossed it's not offending anyone <laughs> by me drinking Canadian Club. But yeah. <laughs> fingers hey, crossed. Hey, we'll All right. Now we are 12 minutes in. Mm. <laughs> um, shall we talk about some Are we going to just Sigma? lock in for a six hour recording? Yeah, like, man, uh, let's do it. Like measured game. Let's, that let's... Wild. <laughs> wild. Have you listened to their latest episode? I've listened episode? to all four and a half hours of it. it I'm was... only an hour in so far. Look, they actually, <laughs> remarkably, they speak a lot about Age of Sigma. That's um, good. But I think it's similar to us, is that there's so much to talk about. That, well, yeah. I mean, majority of their episode was talking about their events they've been to and, and mm. how they were going. And yeah, it, it's a long episode, but yeah. I think they also get onto um, the homoerotic nature of the 80s action films and... For the last half an hour, they talk about how, you know, the... In the drunken hour? Yeah, it is actually, yeah. (laughs) And even Pat starts to decline into, like, he even says, like, I'm on my ninth beer. And he he gets all sad and everyone and... His ninth? Not, well, I think, yeah, he was, you know, just getting through. Nine beers is a lot, mate. Is it? Yeah. Oh, come on. I mean, I'm blackout drunk on two. Yeah, but so nine, I can't talk. Nine's a lot in one sitting. Is like, it? He's, if thought... you're sitting and drinking nine beers, that's a lot. Yeah, okay. You know, like, so... Maybe I just have... Because I'm such a lightweight, I just have no perception of yeah, what, well, like, you know, they normal were, people get they drunk were on. smashing it, but it was um, that sort of thing of... You, you felt the decline into drunken hour, and yeah, okay. then when they were talking about homoerotic nature of, of films and <laughs> saying that... Then the 90s became Keanu Reeves and, you know, they're talking about Crow and all the films that where it's like you follow basically Blake Kerwick through his journey of attacking, you know, taking on Agent Smith, um, (laughs) which is awesome. So love you, Blake. Love you, Blake. He's part of our northern wing of the Mango Mafia. So staying true, staying true. Love it. Do you want to talk about some events now? I do. I would love to talk about a couple of events. Uh, So probably the first one that we'll talk about is one that we had... Probably the biggest one recently we've had in Brisbane, and that was the Games Workshop Warhammer Heat One. Yes, yep. Uh, this was a the first of two heats uh, that will lead to a championship, similar to the format that they have over in the UK. Yep. So you, you play in the heats, you qualify, you make the finals, you'll play together. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I think the biggest the biggest thing to come out of the event was I'm trying to find a diplomatic way to put this some people may not have read the players pack very well yeah look it's very clear in the players pack soft score is massive <laughs> yes I they are huge there's a lot it's kind of any content creator in the last two months has had the most conversations about soft scores and whether or not they're valid. I think we may have even spoken about soft scores in the last episode. I think we discussed based on Adepticon. So yes, um, 
you know, there was a lot of conversation around how much should weighting of soft scores be, you know, yeah. taken into account for final results and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, as, as a result, there are some interesting developments. Yes. Um, in regards to the top eight and who made it through for the finals. Yes. Um, whether or not it's an accurate representation of the top players in Australia and all that sort of stuff. Um, I do have some points on it. Okay. By all means, fire uh, away. Would you like to I would love get underway to with that? Your cool. Points. Um, realistically, Games Workshop is a company that wants to sell its product and make it a accessible product for everyone. Um, I think as a Games Workshop event, we've always had soft scores as a big thing that they consider into their final. Um, with the final score. And I think the the way that they want to sell the game, and if you go to, say, the finals of the mm-hmm. Heats, they're going to promote that as part of their company. They're going to say, we got the best 16 players in Age of Sigma to duke it out in August, blah, blah, blah. If you're a kid who's 13, you're interested in the game, you rock in, and you see someone get trounced on the table by a, a army that's, you know, dry brushed to bare minimum and, and you know has no basing or, or whatever. They're going to walk in and go, oh, is this the game that I want to be interested in? And I don't think as a as a company you want to promote face smashing of games. Um, so, for example, one of the better games, uh, what should I say, better Warhammer players in Brisbane, Tyler, yeah. yes. uh, went along, got 5-0, yes. um, smashed all his opponents, got best score you could possibly get for... Um, battle, uh, but still placed 12th overall. Yes. Out um, of... Out of like the 20, 24 that I think there. it was 24 yep. players. Yep. So he came middle of the pack on 5-0. Yep, on 5 And that's where, obviously, still a bit of a shock. Um, oh, I think for everyone who was kind of looking in, went, okay, that's a bit weird that he you know ended up middle of the pack. Um, and then Henry, who took it away, got it on a 3-2. And, yep. you know, um, to- I think... Tim, who was second, was Mm -hmm. 4-1. And, you know, it it kind of is that thing of how do you measure... Yeah, what metric do you use? Uh, Yeah, of who's the best and and are they the best or is it based on are they just a good all-rounder? And I think, um, you know, as I said, I've listened to Measure Game and they actually speak about soft scores and say, you know, Pat makes a really good point and he says, can you name me the best overall person from this event from three years ago? As in, you know, like how they've got... In 40k events in America, they have the... I can't remember what it's called. It's something to do with, like, their something brush. Or it's, like, something where they basically say, like, you're the best in paint, best in battle, yeah. best in like the Like sports. a renaissance man. Renaissance man, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, so... Or woman. Or, or, or anyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so they've got that sort of um, concept. And, you know, Pat said, can you name the person or can you name who came first, second, and third? And so... Yeah. Determining is that a, a good way to det- of measuring or not? And I think we just have to remember it's Games Workshop. Yeah. They're not like realistically. Um, you know, when I was thirteen, they didn't have events at Games Workshop because mm. they didn't support match play in any way whatsoever. It was kind of a thing that was out outside, and and mm. that's the only way you could get tournaments. Um, Mount Cravat became a bit of a, a game store in you know about 10, 12 years ago, and as a result, um, they've been running regular events there. And, and if you are someone who goes to those events, you would understand that soft score plays a big role in it. Yeah. I think the problem with it is, is that you can doctor a soft score 
for anyone. So, yes. for example, if I knew that... Um, so, I'm going to heat two, so are you. Yes. Um, if I knew that you were heading towards first place um, based on the fact that everyone had voted for you for paint, uh, I know that all the people that you've played gave you best sports, so I know you're running for first place. I speak to my opponents and say, hey, I'm going to put you down as my best opponent if you do the same thing for me. Yeah, which and is that, something that I really don't like. And I think that's a problem because it can be a... Or, or say, I know that you're going to get best painted and I want to get best painted, so I put you as my third option on... Yeah, like you mark... Yeah, there and is look, a little bit of that. It's, and it's The good thing is, is best painted is determined by Andrew, the manager. Which so is great. It's, I, it's, I like no, that. Yeah. There's no thing in there. However, if painting and your, your favourite army vote counts towards the overall score... Um, you can doctor those soft scores. And I think that's mm. a problem in soft scoring. Um, I quite like it as an idea of you're promoting a game that has all facets in it. Yeah. Um, so you should be a good sportsman. You should be a good, well, not a good painter, but you should at least, you know, have something that looks cool. Like I've always yeah. loved seeing painted armies on the table. Yeah. And, you know, there's some of our good friends that aren't big painters, but they know what the standard is so they build they paint yeah, to that standard and absolutely. They, you know the expectation is there and as a result they might pay someone to do it or they'll do it themselves and then they know and that they, they don't ever claim themselves as good painters either so yeah. I, I don't know if it's right and I know Zach who has TO'd it um, has wanted to change the, the scoring yeah He's looking at doing it for the finals, whether or not it gets through is another thing. Sure. Um, second heat, he obviously can't go in and change it now because... Yeah, because you know, then you have, an, an you issue have with, two groups of players correct. playing to different packs. Correct. So, you know, it's it's not going to change for heat two. Um, I wasn't a big fan that they're playing on 6 by 4s still, um, but that's just a store choice a because they're tables are built because they're the resources that they have yep um so that'll be something to consider for Mm. heat two um i think you know you look at henry you look at tim uh geordie you know that they are good players so it's not like it's not like those three getting through uh is is kind of like oh well it's just someone who's a nice person has made it through um i look at the other Six, seven, five, sorry, that's bad maths. The other five who are going. Yep. Um, and there are some people in here, in there, who aren't the competitive players who are cutthroat. And yeah. so going to the finals, it's kind of a sold as a heats final, like your best 16 players. It's yeah. not true. Um, yeah. But again, I am looking at it from an outside perspective and looking in, like Stratty's going and Stratty's a good player. Um, Jess is going. She's a regular player at yeah. events. You know, there's people who go to events regularly. There's nothing there that I kind of go, oh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, but I do feel for Tyler in that he went 5 0 and, you know, sits there at <laughs> yeah. mid table. Like, I would have thought he at least made it through to the final with, with his yeah. result. Um, but hey, like, when the finals come around, there might be people who can't go and as a result, they move down the line and. He ends up well, going yeah, to finals. Like, you know, that's it's uh, just a, determining what's happening there. But again, as I said, soft scores have been spoken about in every single that's you mean. <laughs> podcast and every person on YouTube speaking about it. So, yeah. you know, um, I think it, it looks like a great time. I went in on the yeah. second day and everyone was just... Actually, it was the first day and the end of the first day and everyone was just 
in a great spirit. Zach was running it really well. Mm. It's good to have games in the hall again. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, they have a great hall down at, at Mount Cravat. And, you know, seeing the people that were there, there was only maybe five or six faces that I didn't recognize, but mm-hmm. everyone else I kind of knew from the scene. Yeah. Um, and, and that in itself was really cool because, you know, you've, you've got some good, good players going to that. And I think, you know, obviously we're going to heat two and, and the, <laughs> there's a few more people going that are, yep. you know, in a in a different position in regards to um, competitive play. But yeah, like I, I saw um, Clint's going to heat two now, so he, yeah. you know, went to heat one, wants to go back for heat two. So tells you it's a good event if you've got people mm. that want to go back for heat two as well. Absolutely. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Tyler snags a ticket for. He well, too and tries to. A little bird told me that Corey's trying to get a ticket to. Him oh, too. cool, nice. So nice. that would just. If it and wasn't look, a Shark Tank enough already. Yeah, yeah. And look, the thing with Corey is he's a bit of a jerk because he actually <laughs> he actually does really well on sports. So and oh, yeah, because he's know, like he's an actual a nice, really great yeah. guy. It's really upsetting. Yeah. So I just wish he was a jerk. So he wouldn't, you know. So you could justify. Correct. Not. Yeah, yeah. It's like five nil and like just be a jerk about it. So he's not going to get top place, but. No, it, I'm I'm really looking forward to heat too. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be a good time, and um, you know it's in three weeks. So it is, man. Jeez, it's creeping up. Yeah, I've, I still I've have got stuff three to paint. trees to paint now. Yeah. I bought some other forests the other day because I need them for something on the table and everything. Yeah, my, my two fair. bases of forest wasn't enough, so no. I need a third. So yeah, um, so I think I'll do that this afternoon once once Lovely. we finish the recording and Lovely. try and smash out some painting. But Very good. yeah, but that, that was heat one. Um, what yeah. did you what did you think for? I thought. It was it was one of those things I think everyone knew. Like you take one look at the players pack. So for everyone who hasn't read the players pack, um, your scoring is split three ways straight down the center. So thirty three percent battle, thirty three percent sports, thirty three percent painting, which means you can lose all of your games and still get a sixty six percent max score if you ace painting and sports. Yep. Um. This is my <laughs> this is my best chance to get anywhere with rankings with Slanesh <laughs> because because as you'll find out later in the episode, I went to an event and did not do well. Um, but it's one of those things I think people can read it and then people can see the results before they truly understand the impact that that has. Mm. Um, and that's a perfect example is when Tyler went five and zero, which at any other event in Queensland. Would have won it for him, yeah, or, or, or at least him put him second podium. Place, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he didn't crack the top eight. Yeah. So it's one of those things. It's a unique event. It's not every event in no. Brisbane is no. like that. And it's one of those things you play to the pack and you go, okay, this is maybe not as much of a ball breaker event as it is picking your favorite army that you love, going along and having fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great weekend. Uh, I'm looking forward to whoever makes it to the bottom tables with me. I'll, <laughs> I'll see you all there. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It's like the pack is there. We yeah. know where the boundaries are yeah. and you just got to play to it. Understand that it's not the probably competitive event that we're used to. It's still competitive, but soft scores play a and massive I, role. I think that's the problem is that people see soft scores and they automatically think it's not competitive. The best people that, you know, like your top eight weren't the people that went 4-1 or 5-0. But there's still people that went 4-1 in there that, you know, like Geordie and, and Tim both went 4-1 yeah. with, their, with their, you know. And it's that sort of thing of your, like you said, you look in, 
outside looking in, you go, oh, cool, there's the top eight, but it's not the 5 nil 4 1 bracket that we're used to hearing about. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with it is, like you said, if you know the players' pack, I think that's the problem in itself is people can manipulate that to their yeah. advantage. Which and I hope that people didn't, and I hope that people are yeah, not look, at yeah, me too. I, I, I'm, I haven't heard anything no, to say that that's what's happened, but... There is just that possibility of if you're really wanting to cuck someone from a result, you can do it, or you can mm. like speak to people's opponents and be like, "Oh, who are you giving best?" Of? Because in the players' pack, if you get given best opponent, it can give you the same as a a major a win. major win, um, yeah. or I think the best painted or favorite army vote as well yeah. also gets you a yeah basically a a, a, um, a major twenty win. nil victory yeah. sort of thing. So. You know, and, and as I said, Zach's looked at it. He doesn't like the scoring. He doesn't like... But he's also a Games Workshop employee and has to follow the rules. Yeah. Like, he can't just go, oh, I'm going to change it. Yeah, and also absolutely. can't do that to the Mount Kavat staff after they've <laughs> promoted it based on the players' pack being, that has yeah, been available absolutely. before the tickets went on sale. Exactly. So, and that's the thing. It's like, the pack was up. Yep. There, there, it wasn't like it was a secret. No. no. Uh, it's and just it, unfortunate that... Yeah. I, I just think, and, and what it is that feels bad are the people that don't understand how it works and then get upset, and that's where it can be justified either way. Um, yeah. But you can safely say it was out there and available to everyone. Everyone knew about it. Um, whether it's the right thing to do or not, who knows? But I am very much looking forward to playing a weekend of games. Yeah, man. You know? I, I cannot wait. And, and like cannot I played, played Carwin yesterday, who's going with his OBR. Um, and we both said like we're just looking forward to a weekend of games because Absolutely. two day events are very few and far between in Brisbane at the moment. So yeah, very you know, we don't have moment. we've got a bit of a we've got a bit of a slump. We don't have the Bruce Hammer boys running their usual and we don't have, you know, Simon who is running events as well. It's yeah. kind of died off a little bit and that's okay. Like it I think this year will probably be like a bit of a kickstarter and next year there'll be more two day events and Absolutely. more people getting keen and yep. you no know, COVID's kind of still around at the yeah. start of the year and it was a bit of a problem and now everyone's just kind of accepted that it's a thing and <laughs> yeah. it's just society's society's healing again as That's people it. say so we're healing again but yeah that was heat one stoked for heat two cannot yeah. wait now it's gonna be good speaking of speaking of tournament results games. yeah holy shit so sydney gt vic gt and border war which are all 50 plus player events yep all three of them won by Joel Graham. Yep. <laughs> Which is wild. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to Joel Graham. Yeah, Just Magic Gaming. So he kicking is part ass of Magic and taking Gaming names. Um, I think he was shared master with Corey in the last Masters thing. Yeah, that was when... That was when... COVID just stopped. Yeah, COVID stopped. We Two couldn't have Masters in Australia. Yeah. yeah. We yep. couldn't have Masters in Australia, so the season got extended. And then basically... As it was coming down, you had what was going to be three years of results worth. Yep. And it kind of just turned into one of those things where it was like, okay, let's just... Here's the two guys. One's been dominant for a year of that. The other one... I mean, they were both up there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But they were basically swapping places first and second on the ladder. Uh, was between Joel Graham and Corey P. Yep. Uh, and so they both got kind of a... a trying to think... Like a... Uh, a participation ribbon. <laughs> basically, yeah. They both got they told didn't win masters, but they both got told. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they both basically got acknowledged as 
the two best players at the in for that time period. Yeah. And the Masters Trophy was cut with a circular saw and both had yes. the half. And then when you know Masters is determined at the end of this year, those two halves will be fused together um, in some kind of ceremony where I believe what it is going to be is Pat, Nevin and myself burying a hatchet by strapping the half of each trophy to our dicks and then we actually oh. push them together in some kind of homoerotic nature of just, you know, staring at each other and whoever breaks eye contact first is in fact the weakest out of the two of us. So this Canadian club is strong. It's it really is. just affecting yeah, us. Yeah, it's so really it's going ahead. Actually, your no, it's 1.3 standards. It's it? a poor, poor effort from me. But yeah, no, it's um, Joel is is a very good player. He very, is, very yeah. good player. Um, and the results show, you know. Absolutely. It's, it's not like he's gone into three events that are small. And, yeah, and, and it's not claims... local. It's You're not talking about like local one day as with 12 people or no, anything. It's no. like he is just crushing. And the the impressive thing is that he's doing it with different armies. Yes. It's not the same army that he's been running the whole time. Uh, recently, Border War was Deepkin. I think Sydney GT was Slaves to Darkness. Or it was Vic GT was Slaves to Darkness. I think Vic GT was... Uh, Deepkin as well. Right. So I think he took slaves to... And then he to took slaves to Sydney GT. Sydney GT, yep. yeah. So um, similar, it's funny. We've obviously got two-time master, potentially third-time master, Dave Kerr, who lives up here, who yes. I believe is still the best player in Australia, regardless of other people saying out there. And if they decide to challenge <laughs> me on it, then I will fight them to the death because no one... You can say what you like about me. I don't care. But say anything about Dave Kerr and I will end you. Okay. <laughs> Man is a saint. He is a goddamn saint. Oh, anyway, so um, interestingly, because Dave has played Slaves to Darkness and also Deepkin in the past, <laughs> yes. um, so there's something going on in, in <laughs> yeah. that space. But hey, Joel, just um, yeah, unreal. Like that, it's so good, so very good. impressive. And it's that very sort impressive. of thing where I hope it um, sparks a bit of competition for Dave and I think it also sparks a bit of competition for Corey as well. Well, I think like, it's going to draw Corey back in. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope it's a bit of like a, a, a call to him. A bit of a, yeah. a siren's call to come back to the game. <laughs> the so, siren's call. Yeah, I, I, you know, awesome events. I'm super jealous that those three events took place. Yeah, um, man. You know, obviously interstate travel for me at the moment with a four-month-old probably not going to be able to get through to the yeah. keeper. But um, <laughs> fingers crossed next year I can kind of yeah. You know, put those weekends aside. Are we going to talk about the Dave making the new website? We will. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we will absolutely. Once we talk about that, yeah, I think that will help with future events next Definitely. year and things and the like. Definitely. But um, yeah, it was Dave went down. I think he placed second at Vic GT or third, third at Vic I GT and Tyler second. Tyler second, and yeah. then I believe Sydney GT. Dave came. Second, yeah, or he came. Third. S- oh god, second. I think he came second in that one. Yeah, and I want to say Tyler came fourth. Yeah, he did. So, so Tyler is smashing with Nurgle at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's which is funny because he was. Uh, they did a. I can't remember which event it was for. It was either Sydney GT or I, I think it was Sydney GT. Someone did a list review show, and no one rated. Dave oh, Kerr or, or yeah. Tyler's list. Yeah. And I'm like, are you guys crazy? I think the problem with Dave's list is that everyone kind of goes, oh, it's a, a cookie cutter build and this is how it plays. And they kind of yeah. brush it off. Tyler's list, I think he, for those that don't know, Tyler pretty much plays Dave every week. Yeah. Once or twice a week. Um, so he is- or he plays against um, Dino. And Dino yeah. is 
a prime player who obviously hasn't been around in the scene lately, but yeah. um, he is an excellent player who just brings out the best in you in understanding a game. So I think Tyler's kind of been in the hyperbolic time chamber, you know, <laughs> yeah. like real, really training and, and he's learned how to dominate with the Nurgle. Absolutely. Um, and I think it's a list that no one, like, now it's become really common because correct. people are like, yeah. holy shit, yeah. the, this like, is, putting the people fly with the rush flies is and, yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. But at the start, Everyone was looking at like Plague Bearer Spam and stuff like that. Yeah, the demon side of things to Yeah. And they look at a list that has like what twelve or fourteen models or something yeah. and they're like, Oh well that's garbage. Yeah. And then you're locked in your deployment zone the entire game. Uh, and it's interesting because I was listening to Rob and his stats show the recent one, so it yeah. wasn't obviously today, but last week. Yeah. Um, and I think out of the seven or eight events he was talking through, mm-hmm. um, that Nurgle list showed up in the top four in the Consistently. majority of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a really good list. It's good. And and Tyler's doing really well with it, which is awesome. Um, and Dave's running his Worlds list, so he's still getting in reps with that. Um, so, you know, getting second and third place in both big events is yeah. obviously Dave showing that he's still there with the best. And, and Joel's just, you know... Joel's just on a roll, man. He's getting a... And, and you look at the scores, they're very tight. It comes down to the secondaries. Um, I think yeah. one of them was strength of schedule. One of the other ones was how many battle tactics you scored in grand strategies. Yep. Um, you know, you know, it's it, all different at different events. Yeah. But well done to Magro for Sydney GT. Um, Looked awesome. Don't know who ran Vic GT. I think it wasn't the Measured Boys, but... I think the Measured Boys organised it, but was it was it Brushy? Did Brushy I think Brushy was T.O. Yes, yes. Yeah. So Brushy ran it. So well I think him. I think the Measured Boys put it together, and then yeah. he was like the man on them. Yeah, he like, was the one that was in charge because yeah. I know Joel and um, Pat and the boys all played in it. Yeah, and NC Dave, I think, played in it as well. Yeah. Um. So, Vic GT for me is the one that I really want to go to. So it's yeah, like, man. that's where you got Smorgan, you got all those, you know, yeah. people who are primary. Kind of because that is a hectic players. that is a hectic players pool and it'd just be cool like it'd yeah. just be good and you know like the measured boys always talk about play dates and saying that they will never put out a grudge but yeah. they'll accept any so it's that sort of thing would be fun just to kind of trial you know getting a chance to play some interstate players and, and giving it a red hot go so absolutely yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to convince Zoe because Zoe's got family down in Melbourne cool. So I'm trying to convince her that um, she needs to go visit them yep. around uh, Vic GT time next yeah, yep. year. Yeah, yeah, and you guys... And then I'll just disappear for yep. three days and yep. <laughs> go get time. blackout drunk. Yeah, well, it'll take you two beers. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, or Carlton so. Draft, it'll be four, but yep. you know. Yeah. Um, um, interestingly, about all three events yes. is seeing the top ten mm-hmm. is a real good mix of, of armies in there. Yeah, very good um, mix. Someone put up the stats for Sydney GT, I think, and said showed how... Order took up, I think, six of the top ten, and then like two of the top, of the bottom ten. They showed the bottom ten as well, mm. um, and Destro were taking up some of the top, the bottom ten. Um, but I actually looked at the top ten, and the mix is really cool to see. Like it's healthy. It, it is. Destro has its opportunity to be up there. I just think that 
it's just matchups dependent. Not many people mm. are playing Destruction, so yep. getting a chance to go up there, like Iron Jaws, is still phenomenal. Like they're, uh, dude. they're so good. Gonna, I, boy, do I have a story to tell you about Iron <laughs> Jaws yeah. later? So it's you know I think in regards to like mixing it up, I, I really like to see in all three events, it's a real range. And yeah. Deepkin are now starting to pot through. Like I think with the last Canadian event on the mm-hmm. weekend. Um, a couple of other worldwide events, Deakin have been kind of popping their head up now. I think it's taken them a couple of weeks just to kind of get their head around of how their army plays. Slayers hasn't. Um, I think Slayers is kind of one of those armies that will see somebody work out what to yeah. do with them. I hope Steve down the coast becomes like I think he, I think he's going to go back to Doc personally once Doc comes out. But I hope he sticks to the Slayers because yeah. I'd love to see him rot. His dragons just look. In- Amazing. Amazing. Like, yeah. beautiful. So, just, and he's running Gotrek. Like, it'd just be awesome yeah. to see him run Slayers and kind of It's interesting around the Slayers conversation because you have a book that we, I don't think we've seen even close to the best out of it yet. Mm. But then you have players like Pat Carter, who is like, this book is, as far as I could tell, he was comparing it to Slanesh, mm. which I, you know. But then on the other side of things, you have people like Scott Wyatt who are like, this book is awesome mm. and there's a lot of depth. And so it'll be interesting to see, because it can't be both. No. It's, I, uh, but it's also yeah. like, it's play yeah. style. It's yeah. a lot plays into it. Some people might have different expectations and it might exceed some people's. Yeah. It might not meet others. So it'll be interesting. I certainly don't think we've seen the best of it yet. I hope that some people do pick it up mm. and push it to the limit because... Yeah, it'd be cool. It's a, it's a, it, it's a cool army. It's and, a cool it's, army, and it's been there from day one. Yeah, like that's one yeah. of the first Age of Sigmar armies yeah, to come out. Yeah. So it would yeah. be cool to see them really hit the ground running. I think so as well. But uh, back to those three events, like fifty plus player events. Good to see him running again. Absolutely, know. especially for like Victoria yep. and New South Wales, yep. who got like. As much as we talk about how rough it's been in Queensland... It hasn't been. Not it hasn't close, been yeah. nearly as no. rough in... Like, the guys down south and yeah. the girls down south got fucked. Yeah. And, and it was just uh, lockdowns for, you know, Victoria. Months. Poor Melbourne being the oh, yeah. largest lockdown city in the world. Or longest lockdown city in the world. And, you know, same deal in New South Wales. The outbreaks down there. Like, Queensland was always big on the... Hey, we got no cases. Then when we opened the borders up, it was like, who cares? Yeah. We're, we're getting them now. And it's just... I think it's one of those things where it's really nice to see those those players who have been in the scene for so long get their chance to play two day events. Absolutely, and, you know, like we were playing a lot of events last year when they could only play on TTS. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, so it, awesome to see. Can't wait to get down to them. Yeah, um, be really good to get the interstate stuff happening again. And, absolutely, man. yeah, it'd be awesome. Definitely, be really good. Uh, speaking of tournaments, mm. I took Slanesh to yeah. their first. To their first outing, fully yep. painted. Yep. Um, it wasn't my heat list. It was slightly different and it wasn't exactly what I wanted to take. Mm-hmm. But I knew that painting was... Like I was taking it to try and do well on the hobby side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so am I... Do you want me to go through my list or no? Hey, just, go for it. Okay. Yeah, All right. People so, want to know. People want to know what trash you <laughs> What absolute garbage. Now, this is also only things that you had painted as well. This is only things I had painted. Now, I am in... I've painted a lot since for heats and I am in the process of painting some other elements mm-hmm. which are going in my heat list. I learned a lot from this event cool. and I've made a lot of changes. Nice. So, 
I had Glutos. Yep. Who is a fucking baller. Um, the model is amazing. Took me like three weeks non-stop to paint it, but that's another thing. Mm-hmm. So I took Glutos, I took Sinessa, and I took the Infernal Enrapturous, which is the Harp Lady. Uh, I then took three units of Hellstriders. I had two units of Fiends, a unit of Slick Blades. Mm-hmm. They were all in Hunters of the Heartland. And then I had the Mesmerizing Mirror. Cool. So I had very little in the way of shooting. Yeah. Because Senesa's got a little mortal wound poke. And mm-hmm. then the Harp Lady has some chip damage if yep. it gets through. Yeah. Uh, so it was one of those things. Depravity was the biggest issue with this army. Because mm-hmm. most games, I would be hitting 11 Depravity. Right. Right when I needed 12 and it was very yeah. frustrating. Yep. All 30 demon outs, like, I just needed yep. something on the table. Um, my first game... So, sorry, this is Hunters of the Heartland, and then the rest is all in a one drop. Right. Uh, my first game was against Gary, who grudged... I believe he grudged you the last gauntlet that we mm-hmm. went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he heard I was coming, grudged me. Uh, he was running Soul-like Grave Lords with a Zombie Lord on Dragon... He was running uh, Manfred, and then he had some Blood Knights and Zombies. Mm-hmm. And it was a really close, really tight tactical game. I lost a lot of bodies. This was a game where I hit 11 Depravity every, just about every turn that I could summon something. And yep. so I ended up having to bring in just the next best thing. Uh, I ended up losing that 29 to 20. Okay. So he kind of... I was holding it to him the mm-hmm. whole game, and then the last turn kind of just crumbled. I didn't yep. score. He scored big. Yep. Uh, so that was a, a loss straight off the bat, and I was like, "Okay, that's fine. Like, it's a three-day event. I'm gonna three-day event. Oh no, sorry, wowzers, <laughs> three-game event. Gauntlet sorry, I was like, God damn. Yeah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, so it was a three-game event. I was fully expect. My goal was one and two. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to finish yeah. last. I wanted okay. to come one and two. Cool. So I lost that game. It was all points differential. So I was like a. 15-5 or something like that that ended up being yep. the score. Yeah. Dropped down into an Iron Joys army. Uh-huh. Iron Joys? Yeah. Iron Jaws. Iron Joys for him, but not with, for you. It was, yeah. There was lots of joy for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And he had Kragnos Great. as well. Wow. Which okay. I'm like, ah, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. And this is in, I believe it's called Blood Tooths, which yep. is the one where pigs can charge at the yep. end of their combat phase yeah, if they're yeah. not in combat. And so we've deployed... His whole army is launched across the table. His pigs have hit all my screens because mm-hmm. I screened out well, made sure there were gaps so that he could maybe kill three units of Hellstriders max, mm-hmm. right? So he's charged across with all these pigs, hit the Hellstriders, killed all of them, and then made all of his charges into all of the units behind. So my turn one, I'm on my back board edge, locked in combat. Yeah. Uh, not on any objectives yep. against Iron Jaws that are faster than me, do combat better than me. Yep. Uh, it was like, it was a wild, yep. wild game. By yep. end of turn three, it got to the point, turn two, I didn't have enough models on the board to complete any battle tactics. Awesome. Like any of them. Yeah, wow. Awesome. Uh, it was one of those games yep. where I'm like, ah, oh, good. And so I ended up losing, It was I got like five points to like... 30, 35 or 38 mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. 
So it was a huge, yep, so huge a margin. 20 nil drumming. Yep. It was a 20 nil yep. just flogging. Yep. So I'm sitting on 0 and 2, and I'm like, man, this is. And realistically, with that army, I was probably, and with everything else that was going on in life, I was probably not in the headspace yep. to be playing a tournament. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, Gabe. When you were messaging <laughs> the group, so you, we're in like multiple group chats, right? Yes. So Gabe's messaging us all saying, yeah, so this is the first game. It sounded super tight. We were really excited for him. And then he lost it. And we kind of went, okay, that's what happens. Like Soul Blade, tough matchup because they just do it better than you. Yeah, in, and it's so hard to get back. through them. Yeah. Really tough, unless you got like really hard hitting units, which Slanesh just don't have. Yeah. Um, and, and your build was really hard to work with. Then when we heard Iron Jaws, I was like, oh, sweet Jesus. That <laughs> didn't sound pleasant at all. Um, Tim and I actually in our own group chat with Dave and myself, um, I actually messaged Tim and, and I said to both of them, I said, I think I need to drive to Toowoomba. <laughs> to make sure Gabe doesn't drive off the mountain tonight <laughs> on the way home. Because you you sounded sad the, by the that sadness, point. Yeah. The sadness by round, end of round two was setting in. Right? It, it, it sounded rough. Because I was like, this is the first time I've taken this to... Like, I've played practice games yep. with him. Getting a feel. I'm like, I don't care if I lose a practice yep. game. That's yep. what practice games are yep. for. And so I was like, right, this is the first event. It wasn't an, an insane pool. Like, you know, you didn't have all the big name players you had a few there like Scott White had, yep. was there with Marathi and the Bow Snakes and yep. he ended up winning the whole thing yep. but it was like it was a pretty even keeled community event right so I've like taken a close loss then a catastrophic loss yep. so I'm sitting on bo- the bottom table right and, um, and I'm like okay at least my last game will be pretty straightforward mm-hmm. okay like it can't be it can't be that bad so I run into um, Shootcast, yep. which is, and it's in the hero mission, yep. where only heroes can hold objectives, yep. and I'm like, this is the worst possible matchup yep. of yep. all time. Yeah, and, and by that point, when you said Shootcast, that's where Tim and I were like, what do we do? Shootcast like, well, what do we and do the here? scenario. Yeah, yeah, it's just terrible. Because terrible. I've only got three heroes. I've got the Infernal Enrapturous, yep. who spends most games... Taking a wound turn one anyway on the fame. Yeah. So she's already down. Very easy to kill. Sinessa. Yeah. Who is also a monster. And then Glutos. And Glutos is the anchor, right? Yep. He's he's the one sturdy element in the list. Yeah. So I come up against an army that's got two units of the Annihilator dudes mm-hmm. who drop from the sky yep. and do the stupid seven inch re rollable yeah. charge and yep. all that nonsense. A unit of 15 Judicators. Yep. Uh, two of the Night Vex... No. Fuck, what are they called? The Shooty Boys. The new guys with the bows and the Griffhounds. Yep. And then he had the the man with the tele... I apologise to Stormcast players. They're all like Knight something and Lord something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who teleports people... So is it a Lord Relictor or is it Lord a Relictor. Knight Relictor? Lord Relictor. Okay, cool. Because Lord Relictor is a bit different. They get their prayer on a two plus as opposed to a three plus. Yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. guy with the two plus. Yeah. Uh, and s- okay. Sorry, that's. We'll get to something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Cool. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> well, the Knight Relictor is three plus, so he could have been running that, and it's cheaper. Okay, maybe it was that one. Can you re-roll it? Do any of them get a base re-roll to their prayers? Okay, that's all right. The Lord Relictor does. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, all with right. With an then. artifact. Yeah. Okay, right. 
Okay. So it's two plus re-rolling ones. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, it was one of those. It was one of those games. Going into it, I'm like, oh, you know, like I, I dropped out, dropped him. Yep. And I'm like, man, if I have any hope of winning this, I have to take first turn. I have to <laughs> yep. get on objectives just yep. to get points on the yep. board, and I have to try and lock his shooting units in combat with whatever I can that aren't heroes. Yep. Okay. So I take turn one. I'm in lurid haze. So I pop two, two units in reserve. I roll a two on the reserve. Yeah. So I put a unit of Hell Striders and a unit of Fiends in yep. reserve. Cool. He's basically bunkered in the middle of the board, with the Griff Hounds around him, so that if they charge, they can do that. They're, they're crazy shooting, and yeah. or if you're coming in from reserve, or if you're coming yeah. from reserve, all that kind of thing. And I played around that, so I was pretty. I was, you know, I played pretty smart around yep. that. Yeah. I charged. I managed to lock. His entire army in combat, turn one. Cool. So nice. I had slick blades in the front, fighting a chariot cool. and one of his heroes. Mm-hmm. I had hell striders ran around a building and hit one of his flanks. Cool. I had uh, the other unit of hell striders came in from a board edge, made their nine inch charge, took the I think they took the Overwatch, and survived with like three models somehow. Nice. I cool. still don't know how. Cool. And then the fiends, I sat back because I'm like, well, there's no point sending them in. I need something to keep lock them in combat next turn. I also sent the mesmerizing mirror in, and it did a ton of damage to all these heroes that were all bunkered up together, right? Very nice. Lucky. So they're all on like two or three wounds each. So they're all on life support. I'm like, excellent. If I kill the heroes, yeah, then Solid it doesn't game. matter how yep. long I last because yep. they're dead, yep. right? He gets turn two, shoots off a vast majority of my units that are locking him in combat uh-huh. wins the double turn into turn three uh, into turn two sorry yeah yeah. his turn one he shoots everything that's locking yep. combat he wins priority into turn two takes priority gets the double turn Annihilates drop down just kills Sinessa outright she's dead awesome. I'm like okay that's not ideal he starts teleporting his heroes onto empty objectives and stuff yep um I have my turn and I'm basically spending all my resources on keeping Glutos alive. Yep. Like pouring Finest Hour, Mystic Shield, all out defense, anything to keep him alive because he is just taking arrows to the face yep. from every direction. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm summoning in... I was summoning in... This is the one game where I was maxing out depravity. So like turn one, with all the Unleash Hell and everything that was happening, I managed to get like... 12 depravity turn one nice so in my second turn i was able to summon on a keeper nice because i'm like i need a hero yep. to get on a objective yep. that can kill three annihilators yeah the downside of that is of course i'm summoning in monsters mm-hmm. so yep. they're just yep. dying instantly yep. giving yep. up extra points yeah but i'm like well what, what else you know you what yeah. else can yeah. you do yeah um so he's teleporting his heroes onto objectives and stuff one thing that we didn't pick up on until after the game was done was that you need to move on to these objectives, not yep. teleport yeah, onto not them. Teleport. Yep. So the score yep. would have been... Different. Very different. Very different. Yeah. Um, so I'm basically... It was a game of survival for me. I was like, I need to keep models on the board as long as humanly possible. That was mm-hmm. my only goal. Glutos managed to park up on an objective. Um, my opponent made the mistake of moving a one-wound Griffhound just up to Glutos, mm-hmm. just to stand in front of him. And I went, okay... I'll use Glutos' ability where if you kill a model for every point 
of damage you do you get the heal. overkill, yeah. you heal. Yeah. And so I've slammed into a one-wound Griffhound with no save and healed like nine or ten wounds nice. back up. Very nice. Um, in the end, I won that game by a single point. Oh, very nice. I don't know how. Super tight. That's with him, and yep. that's on top of him scoring off teleports yeah, and stuff, yeah, which yeah. I don't think yeah. he was meant to do, but... Yeah. That's right. We were both playing to the same terms. Yeah. I apologise to him in this game because I'm like, like during the game, I'm like, man, I'm sorry. I'm a, you know, like I was pretty deflated. Yeah. I yeah, was yeah. pretty sad in this yeah. game. Um, and so I apologise to him. I'm like, I'm really sorry if I'm not, you know, like this mm. is a terrible time. I'm sorry if I'm not giving off the, you know, good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like, I hate doing, I hate giving games like that because no one enjoys them. I didn't enjoy the game. Yeah. Even after I'd won it, I'm like, man, I've like, that was exhausted. A, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. emotionally yeah. devastated. Yeah. Um, but so I won it by like a, I think it was two points by the end of it. Right. Um, and so I am, I got my, I got my one and two. There you go. How, success. However, right. Uh-oh. Because this was a differential Event. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and because I took such a catastrophic loss, yeah. my only win was by two points. Right, so it's a 10 10 I, draw. I, no, I won the wooden spoon. Oh, <laughs> because you? I, I lost, I lost awesome. my middle game so badly yeah, yeah. that even with the win in round three, yeah. it didn't lift me off the bottom. Wow, yeah. Uh, which go. was which was uh, something. Yeah. But I did win best painted, which awesome. I was thrilled yeah. with. Awesome. Uh, that was the half the reason I went to the event. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I'm going to the heats is yep. that's this has been a journey that I've put a lot of yep. work into and it's it's something that I want to work towards. So I was very happy with Best Painted. It was a, a quiet drive home between me and Scott. Like Scott Wyatt drove Scott me up Wyatt, there. Scott Wyatt, you came last. Yeah, yeah we were uh, like yeah. the Alpha and Omega yeah, of that event. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like the top and bottom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to Scott for winning that. He cleaned up with Marathi and the Bow Snakes. Yep. I learnt a lot from that game. Mainly that fiends are... Fiends just die to anything. Uh, I actually think Slick Blades might have the edge over fiends. Because there's 30 points difference. But they're faster. They have a built-in reroll charge. And how many depravity are fiends to summon? Fiends are like 8 or 9, I think. So, yeah, you're more likely to get them for free than... Exactly. yeah. Yeah. And whereas, like, Slick Blades bring a lot. They're movement 14. They reroll charges just as a base yep. rule. Yep. They still do mortals in combat. Yep. And they're 20 wounds rather than 12 wounds. Yep. Which is a big deal. So they're actually, as far as Slanesh goes, they're a pretty sturdy unit. Yep. So I have, in my new list, I've added a lot more shooting. Cool. I've dropped out some fiends. Yep. I found the Mesmerizing Mirror. The idea of the mesmer- Mesmerizing oh, Mirror it's, is it's really good. It's cool, but yeah, realistically. How many points is it? It's 80 points. Okay. And yeah. it probably did a total of like 12 mortal wounds yeah. in three games, which I'm like, that's not Yeah, enough. it's not getting points back. And I think, like you said, the Mesmerizing Mirror is cool in theory, um, but in practice... Unless Absolutely. you roll bog sixes. Yeah. Which I don't. And it's cool <laughs> cool to talk, talk about in stories, but... 80 points is 80 points and probably yeah. better to put stuff in. So Well, especially with the... Like, you look at something like Geminids. That's a much more reliable yeah. way of generating yeah. depravity. Yeah. It has its other effects, which are always in. It doesn't only affect heroes. Yeah. And yeah. There's a, yeah, so I've, I've dropped the mirror, uh, the mirror from my heat list uh, and, and I've added a lot more shooting. So okay. I've got a unit cool. of... 
Bliss Barb Seekers yep. and a unit of Bliss Barb Archers. Nice. Yep. Which are both units that I'm not a huge fan of, but as I've needs. played, yep. I'm like, okay, regardless of how you feel about them, you need shooting in your list. Definitely. Like, yep. there's no question. Definitely. Definitely yep. in Slanesh. <laughs> and that's because I, I think you've probably learnt this as well, is that Slanesh can, particularly if you're running just a combat army, by the time you're getting depravity, you're losing out one on what you're getting exactly in yeah and you don't have an, a unit that will go in and wipe something out unless it's a keeper that's summoned but realistically you're not going to go in and wipe something out with a unit mm-hmm. you're going to take damage in return and they don't do very well on that whereas at least with shooting units you're getting your depravity by not having to commit a resource and, yeah. and i think it'll be a much better time with the Definitely. shooting and I know you've also put Sigvald in as well I have also dropped Sinessa and yeah. I put Sigvald in and because Sigvald's he, just a phenomenal he's unit. such yeah. a baller he's great and in, particularly in Lurid Haste he'll be yeah because he does something that no one else in the well now you have units that ignore war saves but well, uh, well and but I mean he does it so to do it before but his yeah. is more impactful yeah in sniping out Stormcast characters in particular um, because they've all got a ward save now um, or going into any death army now, or Daughters of Cain in the yeah. future, and, and that sort of stuff. So yeah. I think ignoring ward saves, striking first, if there's a keeper yeah. nearby, he can double pile in. He's, I think he's going to be... He's such a reliable really piece. Really good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he's he's in my new list as well. Cool. I have taken that list against... I played against uh, Gemma nice. the nice. other day with her Soulblight Grave cool. Lords. Uh, she was running Big Drog, yep. the Mega yep. Gargan. Yep. Uh, Slanesh does not have the damage output no. to kill a Mega Gargan. No, no. <laughs> which is something else I learned. But I am much happier with the list. Cool. It generates depravity out the nose. Cool. So that's been a good change. I am looking forward to the heat. I got a few games lined up before that. Sweet. And yeah, we'll see how we go. Sweet. Um, let's get on to some <laughs> releases. Yeah. Yep. Shall we? Yep. Uh, the first being. Uh, the Thondia and Cronspire and or Terrain box. Yep. Which has been a little... Like, it's kind of old news now. We're not going to dwell on it too long because everyone said their piece on it. Um, everyone got their panties in a twist over the price, which I... Like, it is an expensive box. There's no denying that. Uh, it's one of those things... I don't know if it's entirely... Like, I'm not defending Games Workshop for a second. They're a major company. They can defend themselves, right? That's not my job. But... Oh, I sounded like Scott. We'll, we'll leave politics out of this, Ooh. sorry. <laughs> I nearly went deep. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, you what? It's like 350 or 370 for the box. And you get six pieces, six big pieces of terrain or five big pieces of terrain. And then this big elemental monster dude. Yep. Um... He's like 400 points. And for the, the perspective... Because I had the same reaction as everyone else. I'm like, oh, that's a bit shit. Like, you've got this unit locked in a box with a bunch of terrain. Mm-hmm. And it's an expensive box. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, a Mega Gargan's 320. And he's 500 points. Yep. And he doesn't come with any terrain. And we all need terrain. Mm-hmm. So I was like, the more I thought about it, the more I'm like... if you, You're either going to use the Cronspire or you're not. Yeah, like not. I have no interest in the Cronspire because it doesn't work for any of the armies that yep. I'm running at the moment. Yep. And so for me, I was like, okay, like that's that's cool, you know. It's uh, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's people will spend their money how they want, and if that's not what 
if they don't see value in it, they're not going to buy it, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Mm-hmm. If they do see value, they can buy it. They get some sick terrain. I love that like lumineth looking fountain. Yeah, terrain. yeah that cool, is wild. Yeah. Oh, look, the terrain. I think we spoke about it in the last episode where it was leaked the or it was like previewed. Almost, yeah, almost um, upon us. The, I, I really like the terrain. I really like the night haunt dude. He's really cool. The big is he in dude. the box as I well? Think so yeah, I think he's part of it. I oh, might really? Be wrong, but oh, I can't remember. I think he was, but maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, um, I again I'll mention Measure Gaming because I've just listened to the episode, but they speak about it and they actually say we're probably going to see nine out of ten of the arcane or the big monster dude being 3d printed um well and and realistically you're already kind of seeing that which is and you know like dave sent a pitch the other day he's got uh 3d printed one already um yeah you know once the base size was out people are making money off (laughs) selling it for a lot cheaper and you know that i think that's just going to be the way it is whether or not it changes the game too much will We'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah. I think, like you said, it doesn't change your rules in particular, but like a KO army will have a monster that's got access to yeah. now. Um, other armies that maybe don't have the best monsters might be able to use it for something. Um, it interacts really differently to anything else. So, mm. you know, wounding it and then trying to work it out in regards to killing <laughs> yeah. it and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm kind of like, yeah, it, I'm a bit indifferent about it all. It's cool, yeah. but... You know, like I said, people will buy what they buy and, yeah. you know, all power to them. Um, yeah. I'd love to see people run the actual model rather than 3D printed. Because the actual model is sick. It's great. It's um, awesome. But, you know, like, I, I think that it's more about seeing how it impacts on the game is yeah. the big thing. And I'd love to see someone own the terrain pieces because they are really cool terrain yeah, pieces yeah, and do sure. some cool stuff on a board. But, yeah, for me, it's kind of there mm. you know it's been it's, around for a while yeah. it'll probably get released in its own box one day oh uh, maybe and maybe if it does maybe then it might be 300 bucks and then people go oh we should have got the status <laughs> yeah. so yeah i don't know it's uh, yeah. one of those things you just kind of roll with and like you said you buy it or you don't and yeah you know it's like events it's soft the, scores you go or you don't like, yeah it's just, and it's the same thing i saw a few people like losing their shit over like the price pro- the, the price of ash wastes yeah yep. And they were like, in Australia, it's like 450 or 480 bucks mm-hmm. or something, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, okay, for me as an Age of Sigmar player, I'm like, fuck, that's expensive. Yeah. But if I'm a Necromunda diehard, yeah. and that's all, like, that's for the game that I love. Yep. You're getting look, it. Look yep. at it this way. If Age of Sigmar drops a new starter box, mm. I'm going to buy it. Mm. It doesn't, like, realistically, it doesn't matter how much it costs. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a game that I love and I've yeah. invested into it, yeah. I will spend that money. Same as Horus Heresy guys. Mm-hmm. They will buy that starter box yeah. with the Spartan in it, yeah. regardless of how much it costs. Yeah. And they would think that Ash Wastes is a waste of money yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's yeah. not their it's just not that's not their jam. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah, and look, you know? like with starter kits like that, you can split with someone and then it's not exactly. as expensive as... Exactly. It's, you know, it's just that sort of thing where... It's interesting to see if people bring the real thing. I just think we're just going to see 3D printed versions of it. And then if certain yeah. events don't allow 3D printing, then we won't see it. So it's like... And they'll just have to adapt their list. Yeah, exactly. And that's fine. Yeah, and it's 400 <laughs> points. Like, yeah. you're investing a lot into it. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. Yeah. Um, I like the rules personally for it. I think it's a really different interaction. It's a very interesting. I don't um, know if I, like, I don't know if I, I like that they're trying something new. 
I'm not sure if I will use that war scroll because I'm not a huge fan of oh, look, it's, some it's, elements. It's also 400 points. It's like, also it's like a big a chunky 20% yeah. of your yeah. entire army. Yeah. So Yeah, so we'll wait and see. Um, I'd love to see what people do with it personally. Like if they've yeah. got some really cool combos. Um, yeah. And yeah, we'll, we'll just wait and see. That's so it. Yeah. Uh, and then we have just leaks everywhere uh-huh <laughs> so we saw we saw some slaves to dark slaves to darkness kicked it off because they did, yeah because yeah, it was the demon some... prince fuzzy picture so it was like a picture of demon prince and chosen it was from the book from the, the yeah because I, I who i imagine is a play tester put a photo up of their book and yeah, it was like a inside. very furry, uh, furry, furry, <laughs> hey. fuzzy. It was very fuzzy Whoa. picture, not furry. Uh, very there's fuzzy a, picture. A of, the of like the chosen and the um, uh, demon prince, and then yeah. as a result, G Dub put out an article like hours later, yeah, basically saying "Slaves to Darkness surprise" um, in eight months. Yeah, which look, I'm like, it's it's uh, look to be fair. Um, like I said, I'm not going to defend Games Workshop either. Yeah. But realistically, like their roadmap's set in place, they can't now move heaven no. and earth to put Slaves to Darkness as the next. Chaos no, book. that's it. Um, so you know that's just the threat of having playtesters and they sign contracts and then break them and then break <laughs> them and you know that's just what happens. They'll either yeah. be found out and then get sued, or yeah. they'll get found out and get their playtester privileges removed. And yeah. Then maybe just to spite everyone, they'll make Slaves to Darkness summer of next year. And yeah, just that's a real yeah. spite it. But I don't think they would. But yeah, it's um, Slaves to Darkness dropped that. And then I think there was also pictures of the... Um, Nighthorn book? No, so with Slaves, I think it was then... What else came out with that? It was like they brought the article out and then more stuff dropped of yeah, like yeah, so dudes who you thought the horns of Hushabs yep. which so, I got really excited when I yep, saw the page foolishly, contents foolishly I always laugh it looks at like your <laughs> oh dude my enthusiasm ride is just hit the roof yeah, and then hit the floor yeah. again makes no uh, sense it there, looks like yeah. they're gonna be like a war cry war band of human cultists yes. by the looks yeah. um, which I had my first post I was like had it circled and I'm like oh my goodness yeah and, and then, then realized and then that all I realized, the other but things then around it as were people were, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. as people were jumping in, I got told more times than I can remember, oh, it's probably a Warcry war yeah. band. I'm like, oh, well, I know that now. Yeah, if you yeah, read my yeah. next post, yeah. but it's one of those things. Hashat is in the law, and it's you know they're Bellicor. adding to it. Oh fuck! I hope it's not Bellacor, man. If they make her shut Bellacore, I'm going to cry. I'm really hoping they do. <laughs> just I to really just I hope they break don't. your spirit. They're like, oh, yep. So it turns out Chaos Dwarves are no longer a thing at <laughs> yeah, all in any law because yeah. they worshipped Bellacore. Jeez, oh, that would upset me. Hey, they killed one of my gods off. So That's true. They did. As they well did. just deal <laughs> yeah, with they it. Yeah, they did. So, um, is not a thing anymore. Nope. Um, but yeah, and then pretty much the whole Nighthorn book. Yeah, got yeah, like yeah. the whole thing. That were the, the entire book got yeah. dropped. Um, at first, it was a couple of pictures that popped up, and then basically in a couple of hours, it was here's the entire book. Yeah. Um. So, interestingly, uh, there's been a mix of reactions. So some people really pumped by Nighthorn, um, really excited that the leaks got dropped. Other people hating that the leaks were dropped. Um, always divides the, the whole yeah. whole thing. But I, interestingly, someone posted and said, 
you know, you might be against leaking information, but it's actually made me more excited for the book, and now I'm going to start yeah. buying. And that was stuff in regards in to Slaves to Darkness. Yep, that which is yep. which is if with the roadmap that they've given us is December, December at best. Yeah, yeah. so possibly January, February. Yeah, I'd, I'd say December's probably the big Christmas release. A nice idea because yeah. I think they did that the last time Slaves dropped um, was December. It was like what. Three years ago now, four years yeah, ago. Yeah. It was the last time I went to Runax, so that tells you something probably four <laughs> years ago. Um, yeah, so the Night Haunt book looks phenomenal. Oh, doesn't it? Um, oh, damn. I am really excited because there are so many diehard Night Haunt fans out there who mm. have, like Nicole, who's stuck to Night Haunt for... Through thick and thin. Yep, since the book dropped, and she has... You know, we were talking at one event and she just said, I've just always loved this army and she's repainted it. You know, just loving the... And look, I think... Um, I can't remember what podcast it, podcast it was, but it was hilarious. It was... I think it was... Again, Measure Gaming. But they were talking about how... And this at this stage, the Nighthaunt rules hadn't leaked. And they were yeah. saying... That the sculptor of Nighthorn. Oh, they yeah, they the, banged the yeah, rules yeah, writer's yeah, wife yeah, or something. They just <laughs> apparently just don't have nothing in common. And so the guy writing the rules is like, fuck you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, because like it does not match how unreal the, the actual models are for Nighthorn. Because yeah. Nighthorn are. People forget the best like they've become army. very commonplace, but that army is design wise yeah, is yeah. incredible. It's, it's amazing. I love the, the lore behind it, how they've been punished for what they did in yeah. life. Like, and they're all just, crims. Yep, it's just, it, it's cool. Um, and it's really nice to see those people who have kind of dwelt at the bottom for a very long time mm-hmm. get their day in the sun. And yeah. I think what it's also done is you've got. A million people who have had Nighthorn Army sitting, you, yourself, sitting yep, across from myself me. Myself included. Um, <laughs> you know, has collected either through the magazines that came out yep. or through, um, you know, the old starter kit. Like, lots of things. Basically, everyone's got a Nighthorn Army somewhere. And it's got a real chance for them to run whatever they like with it. So, I'm super excited. Uh, the Black Coach, for me, was the one where, like, it's always been okay as like the model's amazing um some people have done some awesome things with them like running two or three black coaches but others you know like you, you rarely see a black coach and i think as a centerpiece it's one of the best models that Nighthorn has um and with the rules leak they they've become really solid like a beat stick they're defensive they've got some really cool buffs um lady alinda is another one as well so you know like lady alinda looks amazing in her rules um Someone put up on the Nighthaunt Facebook page, I think it was like the points and then all the comparison to what the new points are and they've Ooh, all gone up. Yeah. So every single unit's gone up apart from the Mymore and Banshees, I think. Or... I think it was the Blade Blade Guys Revs. Blade Guys Revs, yeah. But so everything else has gone up like everything gone up. twenty to sixty yep. points. Yep. So you're looking at a smaller Nighthorn army than you would have had yeah. in the past, but they seem to bang harder than they used to, which yep. is awesome. Um, and they've got some good defensive stuff because even like you've got the five-up ward in shooting as yep. one of the nice little things. They've still got um, Ethereal. They've got their Always Wound on a six now um, with their little attacks and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, you know, it is one of those things where some people might not like that the books come out and they... You know, we're waiting for their book to come along, particularly if you've spent money on waiting for the pre-order of the special edition to come out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that it, it's. I think it's created a real cool hype, um, particularly because I think 
like Fire Slayers players, they've been a bit depresso based on their <laughs> um, book being updated. Um, I'd say the same about Deakin initially. Like Deakin players weren't super stoked with their updates because they had to rethink their whole army and the way that it played. And then now they're just smashing with it, which is really cool. Um, so I think for this, it's just nice that Nighthorn... And, you know, it's going to shuttle those people up that are always like, elves get the best thing ever. It's like, well, now we have a death faction that's actually <laughs> yeah. really good. And the, yeah. to be fair, Soul Black Grave Lords is also a phenomenal yeah, book. Yeah, they're Really well-written book. Yep. Like, that just means Flesh Eater Court's the only ones now that have fallen a little bit behind, but they're still yep. good. They still they do are. things. And the, um, the word is that they're after Slanesh for White Dwarf. Okay, cool. So, because White Dwarf's meant to get... Uh, Slanesh is meant to get the May update for White are Dwarf. They? Oh, I didn't know that. Which I'm... Highly really? anticipating. Yeah. Bummed that hasn't leaked yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then apparently Flesh Eater Court is directly after them. Okay, cool. Which ties into all the rumours around what battle tomes are what in yeah. the timeline. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be interesting. I've got a picture of the timeline um, yes. as it went up. So the roadmap then came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Which, spring. firstly, can we just say... Amazing. Never had before. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome that we have a full year of roadmaps ahead of us. As much as Slaves to Darkness... Oh, I struggled with that, didn't I? As much as Slaves to Darkness players <laughs> might have to wait, they know that they're getting a book in yeah. X number of and new battle tomes. They know new models are coming. In. They know yeah. new models are coming and they can go, right, I can focus on painting all the yep. stuff that's out at the moment yep. so that when the book drops... I have like five kits to get and I'm hitting the ground sprinting. Yeah. And and that's the cool thing about Slaves as well is you're not waiting for... It's not like you're waiting for Dark Elves to come out. Like, you can't start anything. Like, if you've got a Slaves army, you're most likely going to have Bellacor. You're most likely going to have Archaeon. Yeah. And then you're most likely going to have Varengard. Yeah. um, At the moment, in current iterations Mm -hmm. of the the game. If you've got Marauders, probably hold off because I reckon Marauders (laughs) might get an update. Um, Fingers crossed. Um but I would say based on like there was the rumor mill that came out the other day with the horn that looks like a beastman horn. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's going to be the Ogroid dudes. It's probably the musician for oh, them. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, so then you've got more of like an understanding of what's coming yeah. in the future. Um, so then looking at the roadmap. So this, I'm thinking it's next month. Are we doing predictions? Yeah, well, so next yes. month is <laughs> Nighthorn and Doc. It has to be okay. because. Yeah. May well, it's actually May now, so I would yeah. say this month then is yeah. when Daughters and Nighthawk come out. So I'm yep. imagining pre-order probably next week or the week after. Mm-hmm. Um, we will before we get onto that. Doc also got a article yes, last they week, did. so or this week just gone. So it showed the blood rights table. So mm-hmm. um, Doc have always had their little table that progresses, and you get cumulative effects where basically you buff to the nines. One of my favourite things about Doc, it reminded me of Dark Elder, because Dark Elder had their um, power it's just from that pain momentum. Rule. Yep, so as the game progresses, you get better buffs. Um, so in the old rules, it was reroll ones to run in turn one, reroll ones to charge in turn two, reroll ones to hit in turn three, only in combat, because that used to be in shooting in combat. They changed that for this book that came out. Yep. Turn four is reroll ones to wound, and then turn five is immune to battle shock. Yep. So they basically would get really cool effects. If you weren't running Marathi and the Bow Snakes, um, realistically, as a dock player getting to turn five, uh, you didn't really have that much left. Yeah. Um, I, I love them as an army that's like the scalpel that they should be. Mm. Um, so they've got their new Blood Rights table, which is basically plus one to hit, 
plus one to wound, uh, plus one to run in the first turn. I'd say plus one to charge. I can't remember, but I think it's plus one to charge. Then plus one to hit, plus one to wound, yeah. and then a five up ward in yeah. turn five, as opposed to a immune to battle shock. Yeah. Um, so it's just flat buffs now, rather than re-rolls. correct, which we know is going to be how new books are coming out. Yeah. So any army that currently has a reroll, don't expect that to exist yeah. in in your new book when it comes. Because out. even books that did have rerolls got them FAQ'd out. Yep. Yep. Uh, like for example, the Painbringers used to get rerolls for their having a shield yep. in combat, yep. re-rolls to their save, yep. that just went to plus, plus one save one. Yep. in combat. And that's the same with Sylvaneth, with yep. the um, Kurnoth Hunters, used to be yeah. re-roll saves in combat when yep. you grew your roots. And same with Dryads, it just changed to plus one save. Which I like, I think that's Me a good too. change. Much better, um, much easier to work with, and it then ties in with your command abilities of plus one hit and plus one wound, um, or sorry, plus one save. And I think for Doc, that means your CP is going into other things as well. So mm. it might be a reroll charge or it might yep. be a run on an auto six. Um, whether or not their musicians still give them run and charge is another thing. So, you know, Doc hasn't had any of the release, the leaks that yeah, which um, is str- Nighthaunt has. It's such a difference. And, and do you know, I am looking forward to Doc. The only one thing that did get leaked today, which we were talking about uh, earlier, yes. was basically like a little snippet of the, the point section where it says that if you're part of Drake Chiganeth, you don't have to follow the reinforcement rules. You basically can reinforce what as many times yeah. with, you know, as many units as you like. Yeah. Um, so you're going to see like a horde sort of, of crazy ladies coming of, across the table of again. Sisters of Slaughter. Which for the <laughs> for the 60 Sisters of Slaughter that I have painted, really good. Can't yeah. wait. So that's good for me. Because they're yeah. fighting in three ranks. Exactly, yeah. Just Can't wait. going nuts. Um, still piling six fingers crossed. So yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see, see what happens in that space. But... <laughs> Uh, like already the change in the blood rights table I love I think it's really cool Mm -hmm. I know for like for sure Marathi's ability of double shooting is going to go it might just be a once per game it might just be a one plus one a hit or something whatever it is but basically the removal of stuff in the command phase would be really nice um, and I'm looking forward to that. And maybe that turns into a once per game ability in one of the sub factions probably Hagnar knowing what Hagnar is like in the past um and that in itself then changes the way Doc plays and we're not seeing the usual builds anymore. Interested to see what they do with Marathi if they mm. keep her the way that she is. Yep. Um, not much has changed from her in the last book to now. Like it was just basically... Except her rend. Yeah, her rend. <laughs> and then it changed again. Um, so we'll see what happens in that space. But I'm looking forward to the new yeah, Doc book. I, I think, think a lot of people are. Yeah, and I think they might lean into... Everyone's predicting leaning into the sisters and witches and... Harpies, which Going for back me, to that horde. love yeah. the idea because, as I said, 60 Sisters of Slaughter painted and 30 Heartrenders painted. That would yep. be great if I can Absolutely. basically put that on the table. It'd be a good time. Hopefully it's not too good so I can actually stick to the Silvernet because <laughs> I'm really enjoying them at the moment. But um, So if we go back then to the roadmap, yep. so it's Nighthaunt and Doc as the confirmed next books. Yep. Then it's an Order Battle Tome and a Chaos Battle Tome. Okay. Okay, so your predictions on that one. My predictions, I think the Order Battle Tome is Sylvaneth. Yep. And I think the Chaos Battle Tome is Skaven. Cool. Alright, so I would agree with that. Okay. Basically, everyone's confirmed that that is what's happening. So, um, (laughs) I'm like desperate for Sylvaneth leaks. Like, I am serious. Like, if there is anyone out there... Who wants to break their contract? Who <laughs> yeah. is listening to if this? Who is a playtester? Don't tester, love your NDA. <laughs> just, just send me, send me it because it'll just give me that that 
lifeline that I desperately need. He won't tell anyone. I won't. But the good thing <laughs> is, is that Sylvaneth... Well, actually, no, the poor thing for me is, is that I've finally got the wrangle of Sylvaneth and I'm <laughs> like getting some really fun wins. I'm having a great time with them. And now I'm not certain if we're getting... Or how the update's going to play in, in the way that my army plays at the moment because all the plus one saves that I'm getting, the save stacking, everything like that, I'm just loving the Sylvaneth. So yeah. get the hang of them. So I'm really hoping <laughs> they don't change drastically. But uh, fingers crossed, it is Skaven and Sylvaneth. And if that's the case, then that's going to be June, July. It is going to be June, Because that's which is June, July, August, because that's winter. So yeah, Or their summer. So they're basing it on Northern yeah, Hemisphere. Yeah. So that's in their summer, which is our winter. So you've got an order and a chaos battle term then. Mm-hmm. Then in autumn. Which is our spring. There are four books that are coming out. <laughs> yes. Four. Four. That's a lot. Order. Yep. Chaos. Destruction and destruction. Which is awesome. And I have... I reckon I've got this down. Okay, go. Not that it's like... Not that that makes me wildly intelligent because no. it's pretty easy to predict. Yeah, yep. yep. I think the two destructions are going to be Gloom Spike Gits and Ogamore Tribes. Okay. Both getting their updates. I think the Chaos one is going to be Zinch. Yeah. And I think the Order one is going to be Seraphon. Ooh. Spicy. Mmm. That's my hot take. I think Seraphon are going to get a rewrite. Uh, okay. What? Do you not? Not where I was thinking at really? all. No. Oh, okay. No. So, agree on the destruction, because that's obvious. Yep. Um, Sons of Behemoth won't get a new I book, because Ogres so. and Gloom Spire, the oldest out of the two destruction books that are mm-hmm. left. Chaos. Um, Zinch is great, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love it if it was corn. <laughs> I would, like, don't get me wrong, just be, I would love it too. But I also wouldn't like it, because I don't want to, like, I want to just stick the, to Sylvanath or, of, yeah. or Doc, like, because otherwise that's three of my armies that are then and the, 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 rotate the, yeah. at every event, so. Because the reason that I think it's Zinch is because they're the only Chaos army outside of Skaven who have not received either a new book or a White Dwarf update. Yeah, true. Okay, good they're shout. They're the last yep. man standing. Yep, good shout. That makes sense. Order, mm-hmm. um, I thought would be Cities. Um, Has Seraphon had a White Dwarf update? Am I just making myself look like a moron? More, I, don't, more, I don't think so because more than I usual. haven't. <laughs> well, I haven't had any Seraphon player that's like I'm going to use my battle tactics. Ah, oh, yeah, true. Yeah, because they would get ones that are like move a battle line or like <laughs> yeah retreat with with <laughs> yeah. or kill something with Salamanders. Cast a yeah, spell yeah, yeah, yeah. with like, Croak. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Well, then I'm def- that's definitely my pick then. Sweet, I like that. That's a good shout. And then we know... So, interestingly, for those that are more visual learners, like myself, mm. the destruction, the second destruction battle tome actually is on the border of Ooh. autumn and winter. Okay. So, I think that would be like in November. Yeah, okay. Or December. Right. Depending on what happens in that space. Maybe they just couldn't fit all four battle tomes <laughs> in that little yeah. picture. But... Um, then obviously winter is, is slaves like, to darkness, yep, baby. So, um, and they've even put the, the front cover on there, which is pretty cool. Yes. So. <laughs> that front cover is awesome. It's wild. It All the really models cool. that have been shown for that. Yep. I know people think the demon prince is fugly. But that, I think that's I think, also the undivided one. And that's... I think so too. I think like there's going to be... have multiple... I think there's going to be five different heads in there. Yep. yep. And I think what you're looking at is the undivided one. Yep. And fair enough... People might not love it. It's a demon prince. It's not going to win beauty awards anyway. No. The, like, in lore. Yeah. But I also think we haven't seen any alternate weapons, 
any like it's got like a trophy rack yeah, in its interestingly rules. there's a tweet that went out today and the very fuzzy picture of the chosen and yeah. you know that model that everyone was like I don't know what that is with oh, the sword the, yeah they think that's the demon prince alternate build and I think it's a on really foot, good shout like, yeah. or not on foot because it's without, without wings, wings. yeah yeah because yeah. you've got the option of not having wings the option of trophy rack like all that yeah. stuff so I think it's actually an alternate build and they actually have a helmeted head which yeah, looks really cool so yeah. yeah that's awesome I just think people are I'm so excited quick man. to be critical there's like that centurion like, so. as well yeah that one there so it's the uh, that guy. Oh, yeah, that makes For sense. those sitting at home, there's very good radio, but I just showed him a picture and it does look like the Demon Prince with a trophy absolutely. rack and the sword. So, yeah. um, good shout. The new Chosen models look amazing. The new Chosen look amazing. The Ogroid Pherodons yeah. look... Uh, they're basically like bulgors that have been doing roids for 15 years. Yeah, yeah. I love those models. Yeah. I know some people hate them. I was talking to Jacob Berry and he's like, eh, I don't know if I like them. Yeah. But I think they, right. I think they look awesome. People are, you know, you're inclined to your yeah. opinion, and that's fine. And, and yeah. that's what I'd love to see them in person. They're going to be really cool as a monstrous mm. unit. Um, yeah. Again, like slaves are just the big bad. Like it, it's, yeah. you know, like I was saying to Al and stuff that, you know, like back in Warhammer Fantasy, they were the dudes from the north that would come yeah. down and rape and pillage and just yeah. destroy everything and everyone was genuinely terrified of them. Yeah. Archaeon is literally the dude that created the end times. <laughs> yeah. So for me, like that is just awesome. So yeah. I can't wait for December. It's mm. going to be really cool. And there's going to be some really excited slaves players. Who I'm very excited. And I'm, and, yep. Like and I, I own a slaves yep. army, yep. but I'll probably paint some stuff between yep. now and then. Cause I know it's coming. Yeah. Which is exciting. And that's the cool thing to see as people, Get ex- and, and I think for them, for Games Workshop to come out quickly and yeah. with an article to say, yep, surprise, here's the Demon Prince. I'm thinking Wednesday when there's the reveal from mm. whatever the big event that's going on soon is. It's not Adepticon, but they've got one in England, is it I Warhammer think. Fest? Maybe, yeah. It might okay. be Warhammer Fest. But basically, they've got a show on Wednesday yeah, this week, okay. I believe, which yep. is meant to show some reveals so yeah, we'll okay. probably expect the chaos and order book for yeah hopefully autumn that would to be, be very uh, sorry cool. for winter to be announced very cool um so fingers crossed it's silvermeth and then and um, hopefully I some new models for if it is silvermeth and yep. skaven yeah it would be super cool to see new models for both of them uh, more so skaven uh, more so skaven i don't know if silvermeth really need anything because they got the war song rev with the yeah, end that's, song, with that's the new true, books that yeah. came out and their range is awesome their range is great and i i can't really see anything apart from maybe cavalry like a cavalry unit yeah. would be cool but or like new, everyone would you would you be okay with a new dryad kit oh yeah the dryad the... kit's ancient <laughs> but the current dryad kit's not bad like i yeah. after i used to poo poo them and then when i actually painted them and put them together i was like it kind of holds up yeah like they actually hold up as a tree man yeah, okay. like a tree person unit yeah um I would I, I imagine that it's going to be sub-faction of Kurnoth Hunters as Battleline mm. and that sort of stuff which would be cool yeah. I'd love to see as I said love to see a cavalry unit but that's just wish listing which you know like people wanted that with Slayers and yeah. they didn't get a cavalry unit people yeah. wanted it with you know anything that comes out they <laughs> want a cavalry yeah. unit um, yeah. it'd be cool to have like I think um, Coach commented on your post or about, comment on we something were to about say. Kernothy would be really nice to put in. Um, yeah, I, I don't see it happening. Like I'd love to. That's a big shift. Uh, yeah, I'd I'd love it to just be like Sylvaneth, or just like it becomes like a tree folk 
yeah. book or whatever. Or they do what Lumineth, and they've just got like their little factions of like your wind people, your yeah. earth, whatever it yep. is. Um, I'd love it that Kernothi becomes like it'd be awesome if Wanderers became part of it. Like I'd just be oh over the frothing. moon. Frothing. Like yeah. I'd absolutely be frothing. But because <laughs> um, the only thing I could see that actually would work in Sylvaneth would be the Wild Riders mm-hmm. in the sense of and the Sisters of the Thorn because they're the mm-hmm. only ones that kind of really match the aesthetic of still being forest folk sort yeah. of thing because. Like the sisters of the watch are just the old high elf, yeah, flame bow chicks. Yep. Um, and there's only really like the nomad prince, and that's it. Yeah. For wanderers. Oh, yeah. and then like the um, the um, spear boys and and yeah, hunter boys, yeah. like yeah, great models. Um, I just don't really see them doing anything with it, but yeah. You know, we'll we'll see. Um, fingers crossed, it's Sylvaneth, and then yeah, we've got four books in <laughs> autumn. That's just wild. And I mean, like overall, like that's nine battle tomes that get released in that period of time. And we've already had well, Nurgle yeah. and Ideneth Deakin and Slayers this year. So that's yeah. nearly twelve books. Yeah, twelve books in twelve books in a year is wild. It's crazy. Like that's, that is almost like well, that's. That's a lot. And, and do you know what? It's it's someone, I think it was in Party of the All Points or another podcast I listened to that said, we'd just love for them to release en masse mm-hmm. all the books to get you up to date with AOS 3 yeah. so we're not having this weird, slow... Which is, feels like that's what Well, that's doing. what it seems like it is, is yeah. that everyone's going to catch up with AOS 3 and yep. then we I think next progressing year, together. I think next year we're going to see a big cutback in the number of battle tones. Yeah. But we're going to, to see full new ranges yeah. on stuff. Yeah. Which is my hope for Chaos. Well, and you know, like the other order <laughs> book that can come out could be Umbraneth. Umbraneth or the, um, they've talked to, they've mentioned Dawnbringer Crusade. Yeah. A couple so of instead of cities, they just go cities yeah. are scrapped and Dawnbringer Crusade comes yeah. in. Which I'd go, be alright with. Sorry, cities players, but you're all going to legends. Because... You got your, you got your Warhammer fantasy models. Yeah. Yeah. Enough. And look, and, <laughs> no. and it's, it's, it's hard to swallow that as a as a collector but yeah. you know you also got we've all a lot of time out of those units and, and yeah um, maybe they just become parts of other books or something yeah that's it that's I, it I, yeah because they can still use those kits elsewhere like it's Correct. not like it's going to go well and in. I mean realistically the problem with living cities which has kind of died off was running fulminators and dragons yeah and it was and like stormcast like, light and, and like living cities is meant to be wood elves yeah, so, yeah. and they made it into awesome and dragons just, and, yeah. yeah killing everyone <laughs> yep um, but yeah very yeah. Ex- very exciting times super excited Perhaps, Nightpoint players get pumped yes um um, Daughters of Cain players, hold your breath. Well, <laughs> Daughters players, I think, just need to rethink their... Uh, look, and do you know what? Most Daughters players who have collected them since the start will have all they their have riches and, yeah. and um, Slaves of Darkness from their mm-hmm. old books. So they'll actually go, cool, we can run an army that looks... Uh, I hope it becomes a Deepkin book, where yeah. Deepkin, you can run everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see everything as a possibility as well. Because I've got 20 snakes, as I said in the last episode. Mm. I've got 20 snakes now, um, so I'd love to build them as either combat or shooting and get them in as either MSU or, like, it'd be cool if they become, like, an MSU unit. Um, Or the hammer unit, instead of, like, the cavalry sort of unit that we need. Yeah, for sure. 10 snakes for combat with Marathi. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, which is super exciting. Mm, Um, Very. I think there's some cool... There's some cool stuff coming up. I think it's going to be, like, as much as everyone has their criticisms and stuff I think on a release side of things I think Games Workshop are knocking it out of the park at the moment 100% and and 
it's good because we've kind of had to watch 40k get lots of releases yeah. um, the last couple of months and I mm-hmm. think it'll be now the 40k players who'll be salty that HC is getting <laughs> yeah. so many events yeah. uh, sorry so many um, books released but yeah. You know, I, I think that's just the way that company has to, to work is to support everything. And, that's you it. know, there's also the Middle Earth um, yeah. War in the North book that's coming out, the campaign book, which oh, is really? cool. For, well, that's where the Easterlings are getting an update. Ooh, and, man. Yeah, so... I've been... Those, no, I mean, I'm trying my hardest not to it's just... It's very cool, yeah. Not to just buy an Easterling army. Well, they're, that is they're the, updating the Easterlings and the so cool, Lakemen as well. So oh, all the, really? All the... Um, people from Lakeshire and whatever yeah. it is not Lakeshire that's World of Warcraft what is it um, uh, what's the place called Lake Town Lake Town yeah not Lakeshire I'm thinking <laughs> of World of Warcraft Lake Town um, so you've got all those people and then obviously the ones that live once Lake Town gets destroyed in yeah. what's it called that place that's next to the mountain Dale Dale yeah so excellent good yeah. job Anyone would think I'm a Lord of the Rings yeah. nut. Um, <laughs> so you've got like Dale being updated. So they've yeah, actually got like cool. the old captains that were all metal. They've oh, updated them cool. as plastic. Oh, so, cool. Because the war in the north, because for those people that don't know, mm. and we're going to go on a little bit of a Lord of the oh, Rings. Here we go. Here, is during the War of the Ring where you've got, obviously we focus on Minas Tirith and we focus on Rohan and everywhere else. Like, you know, like the main sort of region. And then going to Mordor. Um, in the north... You've got Thorin's company, that the the ones that are left over in the mountain. They actually fight against the Eastlings because all the Eastlings get sent north to mm. basically try and... And the um, Moomackle that aren't used in the Pelennor fields <laughs> yeah. are also sent there. So it's actually a really cool like campaign in the north because at the That's end of the War cool. of the Ring, Aragorn and Faramir and everyone and, and Aemir, they actually have like their last host of men go around and basically have to do all the campaigns in the north of knocking yeah. all these things out. Then they go yep. south and get rid of all of the... You know, like, it's just it, the yeah. Radrim and everything. Like, they've had to... Like, they basically just have to go <laughs> through Middle-earth, yep. war for, like, another 80 years before Jeez. they actually... And meanwhile, everyone's like, oh, no, let's go back to the Shire and beat what's left of Saruman. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sharky, his name is Sharky. Then you read all these chapters and like, God, I just want to go back to the cool war stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, that campaign book looks really cool. Yeah. Um, it's so you know, that, that as East, company, they've got to look after everyone. That and, Easterling character on his war litter. Yeah, you just have to basically paint Glutos shit, again. It's awesome. Oh, it's just yeah, it's like Glutos yeah, all it's over a again. Mini version of Glutos. Oh. Um, so yeah, there, there'll be some cool stuff um, in the future for AOS. I'm really pumped. I'm mm. really excited to see the new books. I hope that there is just like a random army that just comes in. If it's the Crusades, the Dawnbringer Crusades, it'd be yeah. really cool to see what they do there. Yeah. I can't really see any other order book needing an update besides Sylvanath. Yeah, like yeah. one uh, apart from cities. Um, yeah. In an immediate sort of faction mm. of having to update. So I, I can't really see anything in that space. But yeah, we'll, we'll see see what happens. And, you know, Sylvanath might not even be the book. Well, and it could it. just be... yeah. Like another like another Lumineth book <laughs> could be yeah you know you know it could be um, yeah. or another daughters of Cain book, or another daughters of Cain book yeah um, two months later but hey exciting times for those people that collect those armies and yeah, I'm excited definitely. for them as well definitely world's predictions world's predictions okay uh, we have AOS worlds in a couple next month of, uh, at the end of this month it's like yeah a few weeks uh, away. two weeks yeah yeah because Dave I know Dave Kerr is He's flying this weekend I believe so. I think yeah, he actually leaves, so. yeah, this weekend. So yeah. I think it must be the following weekend, the yeah. 14th or whatever it is. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so I'll be trying to stay up and watch the coverage because yeah. Rob will be covering that. It's going to be very exciting. Um, through the TSN arena. So, yeah, 
It's going to be cool. It's going to be awesome. Um, you've seen the roster for the Australian team. I have, yep. yep. How do you think they're going to go? Um, look, we've obviously had to get some mercenaries in. Yes. Um, and that's simply because to get to Prague, that's where it is, I believe. Yeah. To get to Prague, it's going to be a lot of money. <laughs> it's very expensive. Um, Obviously, the people that are going are probably going to make a holiday out of it. You'd be silly not to. Of course. Um, I know Dave's taking his missus, so they'll be doing you know, a bit of Europe um, around the, the Warhammer tournament as well. Um, look, I, I think you're at a really tough position regardless, like in Australia or New mm. Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're one of those countries that's so far away to get to these places, it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. If you're in England, it's a bit easier because it's not as expensive to fly into Europe. Probably is now that they're out of the EU, but <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's an interesting proposition. I know Team Canada pulled out. Um, Did they? Yeah, they pulled out because of the war in Ukraine. So, oh, right. Because, um, I, look, I'm you know this better than I do. Mm. European geography. European geography. Yes. How close is Prague to the conflict? Uh, oh, look, it's, I don't it's know. a couple of countries in between. Okay, so right. basically, it is close. Like, it's Eastern yeah. Europe, so it is quite close to the conflict. But not close enough for it to be a problem. Okay. I mean, you're more likely, if we if they went to Poland, you're more likely oh, to have yeah, a, a closer proximity to it. Yeah. But realistically, Russia is only attacking Ukraine. They're not looking yeah. at anywhere else. Yep. Also, if you understand, well, politics enough, Prague is actually protected by the UN. So oh, okay, there's cool. no chance of Russia So it's very attacking. low risk. Russia would be an idiot to yeah. even yeah. think about attacking them because the U- then the UN just steps in and basically yeah. goes, nah, you're done, see you Goodbye. later. And, yeah. and it becomes a bit of a... A, <laughs> a problem. ...situation. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so NATO protected, not UN protected. So yeah. for those that don't know how well politics works, NATO is a big issue. It's why Russia actually wanted yeah, Ukraine okay. to not sign up with NATO. And that's why the whole conflict's kind of... Yeah. ...escalated as such. A very basic way of explaining it. So, um, But if those people go into worlds, their chances of being... Under any threat are very, very low. Well, that's Um, good. You know, like people are worried about planes being shot down and all that sort of stuff. Like, it's it's unrealistic that that's going to happen. Yeah. Okay, so... um, So, look, Canada, they just made the call um, and and that's their their call to make. You can't judge them because of it because it's still uncertain times. And it is Um, their money. Like, at the end of the day, it's a huge chunk of money. Yep, so um, it is unfortunate because I would have loved to have seen Australia absolutely pump Team Canada. I think they would just... Like, like it would be like having a small child walk into a boxing match with with Tyson Fury. Like, that's, I think, actually the realistic situation. Like, I think Jordan would come in with his awesome smile and he'd be sitting there and be all like, hey guys, how's it going? I'm Jordan. And then all of a sudden, pow! And Dave Kerr's just up inside him, just like, you done, son? And then all of a sudden... Carl just comes in and he's like, hey guys, I'm dressed as a cow. And then, boom, oh no, that's different. And then it's like, oh guys, I'm dressed as a cow. No, it's like, Carl would come in. He'd be like, oh, I'm running Nurgle now. And he just gets pumped. And then Ridge would come in and he's like, guys, I've been playing Seraphon and he'd be dressed real nicely because he's always dressed really nicely in the the battle reports that they do. And then Cron would just come in with his little helmet on and he'd just be like, boom, 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 pow, I'm coming in. And it'd just be absolute dominance. And then America's going to come in and they'll be like, hey, we're like world dominance. Boom. Yeah. America, Australia's here to take names. And then all we've got left is England and Team England doesn't stand a chance against Australia. All right. I was uh, a little more impassioned than I was (laughs) expecting. Look, Gabe, you were... (laughs) 
you were kind of like <laughs> towing around the the four play area. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I'm just, you don't got time for that. I'm living in my early twenties. Yeah. So what you're saying is we're going to rename it to Australian Columbia. Yes. Okay. Well, we got Malta first. Like oh, Malta is going to show up and be like, "Hey, we're Malta," and basically Australia goes, "No worries." I did see a little bit of. Sh- Smack talk from uh, from Dave on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, he's he's yeah. straight on the yeah. He was straight into it. Yeah. Um, um, look, realistically, the team we're sending is people who can afford to go over. Yeah. And good on them for doing so. Yeah. It is pressure to represent your country. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna say now, if they don't come back with their shields, they better come back <laughs> on them. Like, I don't want to know about it. If they, <laughs> if they. If like, they don't go as a podium, I don't want them to come. So up. you you reckon they're in for a podium? Yep. Okay. If they're oh, not, geez, I hope they are. If they're not a podium, I don't want them to come back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. I don't care if Dave's on the team. Like Dave, <laughs> he can stay in. Pride. He's our, He's like <laughs> he's like our mango mafia idol. He's staying in Prague. <laughs> okay. Like I'll look after his dog. That's fine. It doesn't bother me. I'm happy to do it. But basically, don't come back. Okay. Smorgan. Talks a big game. Yep. The guy better be able to follow it up. And the guy's playing a really cool list. I'm really excited for him. But again, we don't win. Don't come back. Okay? So <laughs> that's where I'm at in regards to Worlds. But yep. realistically, I'm I'm pumped because Worlds hasn't been around since COVID. Um, Australia has not been able to... Like, I think this we've is the had first... like 12 teams in the last yeah. two years. Because yep. it was at first it was picked... By oh, committee, then it was just, who could afford it, yeah. then it wasn't, and then who could now crowd, it was basically who could crowdfund their trip. Yep, <laughs> who could crowdfund it? Terrible idea. Then it was terrible like, idea. Then it basically became who can afford it, who's got some kind of representation. I know that the Australian team has been practicing a lot. Yeah. Um, they're on TTS. They're playing the matchups. They're they're working out greens, reds, yellows, doing all the sort of things. So I think it's going to be really cool to see. The matchup process. Um, there are some really good teams in the world, um, and, yeah. and I'm excited to see how our understanding of the meta, yeah, is impacted over there. So, absolutely, realistically, you're going to see a Legion of the First Prince list, a Dave Kerr list, a Seraphon list, and Deepkin. Deepkin. Oh no, fuck! I keep thinking that. In my head, I keep thinking that Joel Graham and Corey are going. No, they're not. Which no. is a shame yeah. because yeah. it would be like I know that the mercenaries are like put you know sacrificing a lot to go as well. Oh, good on them for and good on them for jumping in. in like, don't get me part wrong. Of our team. Yeah, and, and I think the the big thing is is that you're going to have armies there that are all going to play the same. It just depends on matchups. Yeah. Um, I think you like you're looking at Smorgan's Legion, the first prince list is different to everyone else's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave's playing a and couple his of list don't combos. make sense to anyone no, no. until you play them and you're like oh yeah. well this is yeah. ridiculous well it's like the Furies just yeah. keep coming back yeah. with Bellacor like yeah. they get like D3 back a turn with him like yep. it's just awesome so it's kind of playing like a death list so yeah it's there's there's a lot to it where I'm interested to see how we go we're matched up against certain teams yeah um, I would love to see if there's like a dark horse team just kind of mm. takes it out. Like people it was, just go, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And then they just dominate. Yeah. Um, I hope Team America loses every game. <laughs> I hope Team England loses every game. Okay. Um, because they are both teams that have either been at 
like the Six Nations or they've been at their own sort of team events like taking on other stuff and they talk a big game. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how we go and, and I'm looking forward to Australia winning. Yeah, okay. Right. And if they don't win, don't come Jeez. back. I'm serious. Like, don't don't even bother coming back. Just sell your collections. Give and away your, your return families. flight. Your families, tell them. Sorry, I've, I, I, I'm not doing it. Pat... Pat Nevin, I don't know if you got up to this part in the episode. I haven't gotten up to it. But he yet. said, if you don't win, you need to go spend some time in Ukraine and fight the war there oh, before geez. coming back. Oh, wow. I lost okay. it. I lost okay. it. That's a, it's just funny. <laughs> and even NC Dave just was like, oh, God. Like, oh, it was just man. hilarious. But he said, like, go spend some time in Europe, travel Europe, find yourself before you come back. Kron apparently has a girlfriend, so he's invested his time into that now instead okay. of Warhammer. And okay. Pat's genuinely concerned that oh that that's, that he's got no that he's lost his edge. yeah he's lost his edge yeah oh, so um, yeah look it, it'll be interesting oh, man. interesting but I, I'm excited I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Rob's coverage yeah um, it's gonna I know be very he's been cool. working towards it for a long time oh yeah big time um and hey like it's gonna just be awesome seeing it's gonna be sick. just world's teams seeing yep. their matchups seeing Twitter Twitter's gonna blow up yeah man um and, and I hope. You know, like the Canadians, they just back the Australian team. I know I just spoke about oh, yeah. how we would dominate. <laughs> we're going to rename British Columbia to And look, Australia we're probably lost those 25 listeners. Yeah, sorry guys. So, you know, like if if that's the case, if they lose out because that, I'd love to a bit of Canadian support. Um, I'd love for the, the, the British team to realise that maybe sending away their problems to Australia yeah. like they did 200 years ago. It was a mistake. Um... <laughs> Yeah, look, you know, it, we'll they, come they, back probably to bite in the ass. they probably should have thought about it. You don't just send your problems away. You've got to face them head on and they're about to realise that they shouldn't it. have done it. So, um, yeah. It was no, a I'm, calculated I'm, risk and they are terrible at math. Exactly. No, <laughs> I'm excited. It's very exciting to look forward to. Um, second last thing. Yes. Heat 2. Heat 2. Prep and armies. Prep and armies. Um, so you spoke about your army list change. I did. Um yep. Mine's pretty. Mine's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, it's basically I'm dropping a unit of Hellstriders. I'm dropping a unit of Fiends, and I'm dropping the Mesmerizing Mirror, and I'm putting in Blissbarb Archers, Blissbarb Seekers, and then I'm swapping Sinessa so, for Sigvald. Sigvald. So Sigvald's painted now. Sigvald is painted now. Um, uh, Blissbarb Archers are on the table. They are on my painting desk. Blissbarb Seekers. Uh, they are primed. Okay. <laughs> so I've got three weeks to get the rest of the Blissbarb Archers done, and then the Blissbarb Seekers done. And you're doing a display board? I'm, I'm not going to get a display board done. I'm going to wait for Armies on Parade for that, okay. I think. I think if I do it now, it's going to be a half-assed botch job and it's going to sure. bring the army down. Sure. Which is a shame, but it is what it is. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to half-ass it. No. So I'll just save that for Armies on Parade later in the year, I think. Fair. So how about yourself? Um, Are you giving away that yet? Or is this a oh, secret, look, secret okay. time? My list I've been running for yeah, forever, okay. so it's not an issue. But basically, the one that I've been running at every event, so Lariel, Drycha, um, Tree Lord Ancient, mm-hmm. and then a Branch Wraith, who's my general, um, running a Nile Root, so she's got 3d6 dice artifacts, which yep. basically you roll 3d6 and then you pick whichever two dice combos you want um, for the casting value. Uh, anytime she successfully casts a spell, a unit holy within 18 gets to heal D3. Yep. Really nice for my healing mechanic. Solario's got a great healing mechanic. Um, then three units, five tree revs, a unit of three sides. Yep. And that's it. Oh, okay. And then five dark riders allied in. Ah, oh, very um, good. So that's where I've used yep. the blade rider models. Um, so basically, 
Uh, the three units of five tree revs in Hunters. Um, and that's the only combos I've got. I've only got the one artifact. Sure. It's really based on summoning Dryads, um, summoning with Alarial for the once per game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, I've got the three, as I said to you earlier, um, I've got two bases of trees. I've got one that's primed, so mm-hmm. I've got to work on that this afternoon. Yep. Um, so fingers crossed I can get that painted, ready to go, have all nine trees that I need. And yeah, pretty much just trying to get some practice in. I had a game against Carwin yesterday, so that it's been three weeks since the game that I had. So yep. um, really good to get on the table again and just get into the hang of just getting used to the combos, getting used to little things like that. Um, we played the mission where the battle line can oh, outscore yes. against people and it's burning as well for points. I really like it. Um, super tight game. He was running his OBR. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it just came down to some really minor dice rolls and, and actually turn five priority, which is really yeah, cool. Nice. Um, but I felt good to get the models on the table again. Yeah, um, and I'm thinking next weekend would be really nice to try and get a display board done. Mm-hmm. If I don't, it's fine. Not stressed yeah. about it. Um, the army's painted and I'm really happy with how it yeah, looks. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it looks we, awesome. we go from there. So, yeah. yeah, it's basically try and get some reps in. I know Gary wants a game with his Lumineth. He's got a really cool list in, in yep. mind. Pat wants a game with his Slayers against me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I should be able to get a game in a week, hopefully. Yeah, very um, good. And so that'll be, what, three games before... Mm-hmm. We go and yeah, That's and then it. it'll should be, be should be a good time. Five great games. It's gonna be it an awesome weekend. Blake's coming games. down from Harvey Bay, so really excited for that. Yeah, it'll be good to um, see. It'll him. be an awesome crew. It's it's, it's a, gonna be a good time. Yeah, the player pool is excellent, so yeah, yep. it's gonna be a good time. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this show up, baby. Yep. Um, any shout outs before we go? Uh, just the usual Mango Mafia crew. I did want to shout out NC Dave. We I haven't was, spoken about yep, his I was going to use thing. that as mine. Um, but he is working on his website that yes. basically is like a central idea for all of things Age of Sigma in Australia. Yep. Um, it's literally the last three minutes of the episode, mm-hmm. of the four episode they Oosh. did. Oosh. And it actually, Dave had to record it by himself because oh, you're kidding. Pat it was oh, hassling so oh, much by that point. No that I think Dave was ready to actually punch on with him. Because um, it's something that he's like poured his heart and soul he has, into. Yeah, so, and, and um, I think it's a really cool idea. He's started adding people to the Facebook page. Yep. Um, so that's kind of building that community up. So if you do get an invite to, it's Sigma Central, it's I believe. Si- it's called Sigma Central. Um, so that was, you know, invites coming through. So if you are getting an invite, any people in Australia, yeah. make sure you do accept. If it's, there's any internationals... It's not a scheme. It, yeah, if there's any internationals, <laughs> then sign up. Um, but it's going to be a good little... It's going to be a great community tool. Uh, yeah, like he's going to have all the events there. Um, you register your event, you put it on there. Full, he's going to have the rankings. Full calendar, yep, everything's going to be on it. It's going to be great. Place, and it yeah. looks slick. Yep. Like he's got it as a... You can put your email address in at the moment to get notified when it cool. all goes live. Cool. But even that looks slick. Like he's done a really good job. And I think it's going to be a very professional and smooth experience by the look of it. Yeah, and it, like and he made a point in, in, in the episode as well to say like, it's about bringing groups, because we, we, like Australia's a big place, um, yes. and we're not as like, England's really close mm. proximity. America's probably got a better understanding of what we're like, and Canada as well, because yeah. we're very distant. Um, and, and you know, he said, we've got so many gaming clubs around Australia that would really be awesome to get together and, and support yeah. each other. And so, you know, like we... In Queensland, Mango Mafia, absolutely 
love being a part of the community and it'd be awesome to mm. kind of hike that up a bit more. Yep. I'm looking at buying some um, 50s oh, bowling t-shirts. Yes, so, the bowling tees. Yep, so we're going to really ramp it up so that the Measure Gaming Hawaiian shirts look like pus compared to ours. So that's the, <laughs> the goal. Um, well, they paid out on Dave, so I was really annoyed about that. Oh, like, really? So, yeah, they, they were saying like Dave isn't better than Joel Graham and, and you know, they're using like real base statistics to kind of back it up. And I don't using really like that. quote so, unquote numbers. Yeah, and I don't like that. Um, or the fact that they actually played each other and he lost. I don't like <laughs> yeah. that. So um, it, it's going to be awesome. I really like that idea. Yeah. And, and I think it's a, a cool thing to do. Um, Dave's looking at potentially running a Brizhammer in yep. the future. So that'd be really nice. Obviously he's focusing on Worlds at the moment and depending on what life does once he yeah. gets back. So shout out to the Australian team. Yep. Make sure you come back with the win or don't come back at all. Um, shout out to the Mango Mafia boys. Tim McDivitt, keep going strong. He's started painting Slanesh, so he's going to be Hell better than yeah. you at Slanesh. So oh, probably. I hope, <laughs> I hope he beats you in the rankings just to really break your oh, soul. Oh, that real last. crush yep. my spirit? Just to really Entirely. crush you in. So, uh, no, it's... All those people, awesome. If there are more Canadian listeners now, then awesome. Love it. Thanks <laughs> yeah. for listening. Hopefully you understand we everything have, we're saying. Yeah, we have. The reason that there's been the Canadian theme this episode is we had, I don't know why, but we had a massive spike in listeners from mm. Canada. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. We just did. So, hello, Canada. Love you too. <laughs> or as you said at the start of the episode, hello, Canada. Well, yeah, well, yeah, there yeah. was that. It's fine. I haven't even awesome. been drinking. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. All right. Thanks Let's, for listening, peeps. No worries. Thank you all for coming, and we will see you on the next one. Yo.